This is a Fubar Radio podcast. For more information, go to foobarradio.com. Ian Boltzmann. Do you know you just muttered all over the stink? I, I didn't mutter. You I did. know nothing came out of my mouth. My lips you moved. Did. You said that. You were looking at some on the screen. One minute thirty-four. Fine, that's no way to start a show. And I've just knocked something One over. This now. is huge and professional. I'm now not in the mood. Sorry? So I was actually being professional when you say what I'm saying. You know that I'll fade down there. You're not being professional if you just say it out loud. I was counting the time we started to, to where we it are. It to say the time out loud when they well, do you know it? what I said earlier? Someone said about 70% of the time I went the other 40%. I can't do maths. Full of exclusives today. Coming up on the show today, Johnny Vegas will be on the phone Ooh. talking about rugby, yep. is what I've been given. Now, I've got a few problems with that. Why? First problem is he's not. But he will be. He went to the not rugby. Not in this show. Oh, you're not going to let him? He, he can't. He's working. Okay. He's doing open all hours. So, well, fir- so first off, he's not. Ball. Second off, he's not talking about rugby. He's talking about the Steve Prescott Bowls. When he does come on, which would have been last week. It's all involving a ball. If he turns up later on okay. today, he'll have been but on last week's show. We and, what, be- and what a laugh we had with that. We did. He's not on this one. Okay. Then it's 5pm, according to this anyway, Mark Zamet is in the studio talking about his new film, Homeless Ashes. Yeah. Homeless Ashes, Nat. That's What's right. What's that about? It's about the ashes of homeless. Terrible. I mean terrible theme, I don't mean it's a particular, but I'm it's sure, it's a, film. sure it's a brilliant film. film. I mean terrible, yes. like, isn't it awful that there's ashes of homeless? Then at 5.30pm, Keith Mason is on the phone. Keith Mason was a rugby league player. Now, here's uh, an interesting thing. Keith Mason's pals with Mickey Rock and some... Oh, I'm running out of sting time. Like nine and a half weeks, Mickey yeah, Rock? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. He used to play for Saints. I'll tell you in a minute. I'll tell you in a minute. Whoa. Ian Bolton. Hi, welcome to the show. So, there's a conflict of interest here with Keith Mason for me. Because? Because... Keith Mason used to play for Saints, right? Mm-hmm. Good player, played for Saints. Back in the day, years and years ago, he played in the 2004 Challenge Cup final that me and Johnny went to, so here's all the links, where we ended up in the Players' Hotel afterwards. I think it was me that got us in there. Um, why, are we, why are we moving over that so quickly? What happened in the Players' Hotel? Just went and hung out and had our nice? pictures up with the cup and stuff and oh, met all cool. the players and made nice, friends. Nice hotel? Room service? Somewhere in Cardiff, I can't oh, remember. Okay. No, oh, no, we didn't stay in their room. Oh, so okay. Just, in, like, just the, the bar downstairs. <laughs> they didn't have to, like, at 3am go, anyway, we'd better be getting to bed <laughs> <laughs> if you want to move on now. Uh, no, it was just like a little function room where, oh. the, where all the players were staying. It's nice. It was, it was really, really good. But, so Keith Mason was playing that. I never met him. I've never met Keith Mason. I spoke to him recently... Because what is he's retired as a, a rugby league player now, but he's done a graphic novel. Now, because he's got sort of links with acting and stuff, he's done bits and bobs of acting. Because oh. he's like a good-looking lad, and he's kind of chiselled, and you know what I mean? He's like he's got that going on. Yeah, keep, keep that's continue. Just, that's continue. just Googling I can, I can do both. She just said, just Keith, Keith, just continue, is what she said there. Um, 
So it's been he oh. plays like hard men in films and stuff. You know that sort of, oh, that yeah, sort yeah, of business, yeah. right? Okay, yeah, got you. That's just lost him, lost him over. I've just had a look at what he looks like. I'm dressing him with her eyes. Not that she needs to, because he was undressed in the pictures anyway. He was, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he's done. He wrote a film, and then whilst that was in development, he decided to make the film into a comic book, which is what he's done. And he's, I, th- I presume it's self-financed or self-published or whatever. Mm-hmm. But here's my conflict of interest: I've got to review said comic for Forty Twenty magazine, which right. I write for every month. I've got to do my article and also review his comic book so I feel like by me chatting to him and I'm not saying we should bump the guest because I don't think we should because okay. he's good you know he's a nice lad Keith uh, but very positive Keith that's nice Met pot- potentially overly positive how can you be overly positive if you're talking to me that yeah okay that's I don't true. mean in life so in true. life that's fine be as positive as you want but there then becomes a bit of another conflict that becomes conflict doesn't there yeah if you're talking to someone who's as you know sort of sulky and yeah. pessimistic as I am, Do you generally speaking. I think he's trying to brainwash you with his voice oh, I hope into not. giving it gold star. No, I think and now I would imagine really what he's just trying to do is promote his comic book. Well that's good, isn't it? That's <laughs> nice. I I think, maybe we're not used I, to that. I doubt his motives go anywhere beyond that really. I don't think he's going, Well, I really should brainwash Bowlesworth. <laughs> <laughs> he's probably now more concerned with I want to make the money back on this comic book. That's true. And really? want as many people as possible to read it. Would you be hypnotised then? Would I be? Mm. I Happy strongly bit. suspect I wouldn't be able to be hypnotised. Do you think that you... Have you ever had it done with you before? No. No one's ever tried. Did you believe in it as a concept? Um, I believe it can work on the weak-minded. See, I've, I've had it twice. There we go. And I wasn't hypnotised either time. Oh, really? Oh, that surprises it, me. And I didn't want to say to the person doing it because they thought I was under, but I was sat there... I mean, I shut my eyes for 45 minutes, so it was yeah. quite nice, but I definitely wasn't hypnotised. Well, there we go. I'll give you a little exclusive about the Parabob movie. Okay. Because the scene's been cut. The scene's been cut because it wasn't filmed properly. Okay. Um... In the movie, in the journey of the movie anyway, it doesn't appear in the film at all, I don't even have the footage to show, Right. Uh, Barry was hypnotised. Actually hypnotised. Yeah, during the film. And afterwards, and he actually was quite emotional when he came out of it. Um, I was gutted that the footage didn't exist. Oh, yeah. uh, it was like, it's the thing I'm angriest about the most in the film. Like, I'm really angry about it because I feel that the footage didn't work out because of um, crew laxness. They, w- they weren't on point at all. They just weren't concentrated at all. So when Barry was crying, he was, like, upset after it. Yeah. The person who was meant to be filming it just put the camera on a mantelpiece, pointed oh, yeah. in the general direction, went off doing other things. Oh, and right. that was the only camera that was recording, and it turns out it wasn't recording at all. Oh, no, So I never annoying. got this footage. It's really annoying. It's really annoying. Especially when you've invested a lot of time and yeah, money. But anyway, course, that's another yeah. matter. So, um, however, Barry, when we were driving away from this place, said to me, I don't think I was, you know. I don't think I was under... He said, I felt very relaxed and I felt hmm. very... Because hmm. um, your eyes are shut, you're closed. Compliant is yeah. what he said. But he said, I didn't feel at any point that I was uh, I was saying anything that I wouldn't say or that, that anything... He, he didn't really believe what had happened had happened. So he, got, he, he was regressed, basically. He was oh. regressed during it. So do you, why do you think he was emotional afterwards? Because I think that the journey he went through in that state of relaxation was actually quite traumatic. Well, it was traumatic. Okay. What he was told about past lives, I thought it was very traumatic. Do you think it was like a they actually brought session? him out early. Oh, because he was getting too. He got he got over animated, yeah. So maybe he again, was I can't watch this because yeah, it's not on. No fucker filmed it, but um, yeah, there were three cameras in that room, and not one of them worked. There were lots of cameras, oh, not one annoying. of them worked. Oh mate, oh, God. <laughs> you have got I no would, idea. <laughs> I would be furious if that was. You have no idea. But um, I had the thing of you know when they always get you to eat an onion and think it's an apple. Right. 
Do they yeah. always do that? What well, used to do on like, I don't think that happened with Barry's wife. <laughs> Again, as I say, I've not seen the footage, but I don't think that happened. I think maybe that's not right to do that to people. Why? Because eating an onion's horrible, it's right? It's edible, though, isn't it? Is it, though? I Your mean, eyes is it, though? Of course it's edible. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, but you're not. If you're is it? <laughs> <laughs> not, Do you walk past hot dog stands and go? Now, is, uh, now, is that? Yeah. Is that, <laughs> that alright to eat or not? It's not alright to eat though, is it? A full on um, onion. Right well, it's not pleasant to eat, but uh, there's, a, there's plenty of edible things that a full on one would be horrible to eat. What's the other like thing? A they pepper did? or chili pepper or whatever, you know. Oh no, that would be a scotch bonnet would be a new level. Don't know what that is? It's the hottest. Um, uh, what do you call it? Chili. But is it edible? I mean, yes, you can put it in food. Well, there we go. So, so well, you can technically eat it. What's the other thing they used to do? Make you like when a when a song came on, it make you like a chicken. Well, can I just before we get to the chicken song, can I just say as well? Um, I've not party to this ventri- uh, ventriloquism to this um, hypnotism thing. Right. right? I don't right, think right. I've even been to a hypnotism show, as I can recall. But I I would wager with some confidence that when they get you to eat an onion like an apple, they don't like go finish it. <laughs> They do. You do have a, big, you have a big crunch into it, though, yeah, don't you? Yeah, one bite, yeah. yeah. Oh. But one bite. But that's the idea. It's sort of the audience are thinking, well, that's kind of an unpleasant thing to do, but it's not going to kill no one, I don't think. Oh, do they bring or you out of it? one in a billion. Because I assume that just forever, so they're just walking around eating... Because they think the onion is an apple, don't they? So you think when you're hypnotised by a stage hypnotist... Mm the purposes of entertainment that all the things they say to you in that hypnotism show or suggest to you forever. that you comply with are forever yeah well how do they so are the people bring you, out of you it? were getting to then talking about acting like a chicken yeah if they hear like one bit so, of music you start running around like a chicken and you think that happens just forever then i just assume so no one ever i never saw the people after the show so i don't know i don't think, I don't think that happens forever now how do you know that it doesn't all right i know 100 percent. it doesn't happen forever what? Definitely doesn't. Well, it was all those ITV shows, wasn't it, in the nineties or whatever that used to know. be like, oh, three, two, one, boop, and then someone's running around like spot the dog or something. Oh, I thought you meant three, two, one, the the program. Oh, uh, what was that, Dusty that was, Bin? Yeah, that was um, hard, wasn't it? Just stay on topic. Uh, I, 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 as far as I'm aware, and I am again a hundred percent confident they will. If hypnotism is a thing, and if that yeah, does yeah. actually happen, then they deprogram you. Uh, after the event okay. they don't what if you go I don't want to be I quite like this apple well tough so so, so, so it'd be um, they wouldn't hypnotise someone on the stage either they can't legally do that no they're not allowed to do that are they yeah. so I would imagine aftercare is meant to be the same as oh. preceding care but I would like to know I'm sure there's some people still that eat, or, <laughs> eat onions thinking they're or apples or an orange <laughs> or something well they probably have rights to for legal recourse wouldn't they Okay, but you're saying legally, if I said, look, actually, I really like this onion. I know it's an onion, but I think it's an apple. I want to live this well, way no, forever. So let's just break down that sentence. I know it's an onion, but I think it's an apple. <laughs> <laughs> no, it can't be both. But I can <laughs> no, it's, see it. No, it's got to be one or the other. You can't know it's an onion, but think it's an apple. <laughs> but you could say, I know it's an onion, but it tastes like an apple tastes to like me. Tastes like an apple, that's it. Okay, let's say I said that. But you can't say, I think it's an apple. <laughs> I know it's an onion, it tastes like an apple. Just let me eat this onion in peace. Well, Surely yeah, fine. the hypnotist will be like, oh yeah, cool, all right then. Well, they might be. They might say, if that stays with you after this, then fine. Oh. There won't be any harm, but... Um, it's, I am legally bound to deprogram you after the hypno- hypnosis. If if it happened. If it happened, but you said you've been hypnotised, but it didn't work. I mean, the, I felt sorry for the guy because he felt really, really pleased with himself afterwards. But what did he? What was so? Set out your stall with this. What was the scenario? Well, I was on a sofa. Oh, hang on. Is this just something you just took back from the pub? <laughs> he said he was a hypnotist. Who was I to not believe him? No, no, no. I I had him round. 
What do you mean you had him round? I had him round my house. So this wasn't a stage hypnotist? I don't know, he's probably been on stage. I wasn't on stage. No, no, this, no, 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 right. There's a marked difference between a stage hypnotist and someone who's like, for example, trying to get you to quit smoking or whatever, yeah, or yeah. lose weight or whatever, right? So, it's not... So this gentleman, was it? It was a gentleman. This gentleman who came round your house wasn't coming round your house to make you eat an onion like an apple and then <laughs> dance like <laughs> a chicken. <laughs> that wasn't what I asked for right. that day. That so he was doing something, I, I presume, your personal life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to say what it is or not? It was smoking. It was smoking, okay. Yeah, yeah. So he was trying to stop you from smoking. yeah. Or uh, that was, what it was so hypnosis to stop smoking. Yes. Right. Fine. Um, to take us through that. Well, Do you smoke? Do you smoke now? N- no, not really. Okay. But um, so it worked. No, it didn't work. Didn't work entirely. Do you occasionally have a sleeky one? Yes, I do. But right, it didn't okay. work even... After, I had a cigarette after that session, after we left, because I needed one. I was too stressed for life. Most, most people do have a cigarette after a session, don't they, now? Well, I think I fell asleep for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> that also sometimes can happen during a session. I don't know. Uh, How do you know if you hit hypnotised? They could have done anything to you. We kept talking about sheep, so I don't really... <laughs> I'm not sure. I it was a long time ago now. Was it counting sheep? No, we just kept going on about how, what the sheep. You can see sheep, they're... Five sheep. I can't remember. It was such a long time ago. I didn't. I didn't know what the thing was about. Smoking, Somebody smoking come down and sheep. essentially just like stroked your hair so you <laughs> fell asleep, and then woke you up and said, "There you go, no. all done." Well, because he just kept mentioning a weird thing, and I thought like halfway through, like this guy, what's he talking about? Well, take us through it. So take us through what happened. Hello, Norman. You came around. Norman. His yeah. name is Norman. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Call him Norm. Yeah. Norm. He calls me Sport. Sport. Which was he Australian? No, he wasn't. Oh. No. Um, hey, Sport. Hey, Sport. Like that, yeah. <laughs> Lie down on the sofa. Is he being okay. ironic? <laughs> <laughs> and then, then I, I remember you, I had to make him a, uh, I did have a teapot so I made him a cup of tea but he liked it with a teapot so I well, made him that well. <laughs> I was kind of lucky I had one I was even furious if I hadn't um, but what if you subsequently find out that you don't have a teapot at all if you go actually no I've not got a teapot but you imagine that you did have one and you actually made oh, it in a true. colander or something <laughs> just pouring just pouring yeah. it all over the floor but you think you've made it in a teapot who knows Norman yeah. might have been on point for that so, so no one wanted tea in a teapot so you had a teapot yeah luckily. I did I do have one actually did you have um, did you have tea leaves or did you have to just strip I down a tea bag no I just no I just put the bags in the, in the pot <laughs> Isn't that that's what they do in cafes? What's the problem here? Yeah, don't they? They do, but it's again, it's pointless, isn't it? What he didn't specify he wanted to leave tea. I'm like, I wasn't getting like. I know, but it doesn't matter what receptacle you make it in, does it? It doesn't. It's not any better from a teaput if it's just a tea bag. Put a couple of PG in the teapot. Yeah, okay. Because I I have teapots at home. Yeah, but I use tea leaves. Oh, I see. Well, you know, I wouldn't just put a tea bag in a teapot. Yeah, I'm fine. Made him the tea. It was fine. I had a tango. I remember on the go. Okay. And then orange. Yeah, of course. Yep, okay. Of course. Uh, and then lay on the sofa. Yep. Undress. Did you undress first? I was already. Did you wear loose fitting clothing? Did, um, you, did he ask for that? He didn't. I don't remember him asking for that. I just think. I he mean, said no underwear bras. It, yeah. But that was weird. I don't mean in a. Did he actually say that? No, he didn't say No, I think it's a relaxation thing. I don't oh, mean I in a dodgy way, like easier access. I mean, was it like. Did he tell you just to like wear loose foot in reaction? Yeah, no, I don't remember that. No. Okay. But I lay down on the sofa. Yeah. Was banging on about you know see the cigarette, eat he the was. cigarette, be the cigarette, eat the cigarette, something like eat, be the cigarette. Da, 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 da. I was like, what the hell? It was strange. You're more of a Cuban cigar, aren't you? You're huge. I've never tried a Cuban cigar. No, I'm saying or a like, cigar. I mean anatomically. But oh, go on. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't. Then it was just like he brought in sheep at one point. I think at one point he brought them in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Because I think, did, if you remember did, yeah. that, you actually probably were under. 
slurred a sheep around. No, yeah. he was talking about... And they were talking. <laughs> Listen to the sheep. It's been on for ages. And it was like an hour session. Right. And I tried to... I just thought... Of, I, I was thinking, like, trying not to laugh. But I was thinking, like, I have to commit to this now. How did the hypnosis begin? So what did he do? What did he... He's what talking was, me under. That tells us nothing, does it? What I, did he do? You're going to drift away. Close your eyes. You're going to think... Was he sat very colours. close to you? Yeah, he was. was he holding your hand? hand? Oh, yeah. Was he? Was he? Yeah, yeah, holding Ooh, my that, hand. That feels dodgy. Uh but I'm going to drift away, drift away, feel the energy coming over you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, that's just, that's just energy, that. <laughs> if, it's a bit, if it's a bit warm, it's okay. It's all right. It won't be chilly. Um, Don't feel the need to keep your mouth shut. <laughs> uh, also, Mind like, your eyes. I wonder if you're going to put that apron on that wiped down the point. <laughs> It was really weird at the time, but he said it was a central part of the I hypnotherapy. I if all this was true. <laughs> so he told me, no bra and neckers, put an apron on. <laughs> he basically wanked on my face. And brought some sheep in to end. That yeah. was it. Yeah. Didn't work. All I know is it didn't work. He counted me in, like, close your eyes, and we're drifting away. Yeah. Here's the ocean. Here's my hand. Here's my da-da-da-da. It's my da 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 Yeah. Feel it. Feel it grow in your hands. Yeah, don't, don't uh, squeeze it so tight. Yes, yes. You come in very saucy today, Nat, by the way. Have I? Um, I think, as far as I understand, and again, I, I'm not an expert on these things at all, one of the few things I'm not, but I don't know that much about this, but I believe that when you're hypnotised, you have the feeling that you're still in control, oh. but you're less... Uh, Inhibited, so your your inhibitions fall away. So things that, so the, so you you know what you're doing. So this could be a get out for hypnotists people, you mm, know. But mm. it, it, it's basically like you still wouldn't do something. Like if he if he asked you to undress, yeah, you wouldn't do it if you wouldn't do it oh, at, okay. at your at your most relaxed. If it's something you just wouldn't do, full stop, you still wouldn't do it. Right, right. Under hypnosis, I think. But that argument is an interesting one because you could go well then. What about someone who's addicted to smoking, mm. who's, you know, all in on fags, and they wouldn't stop smoking, would no, they? No, they wouldn't, no, that's true. Do you oh, know what, do you know what I mean? So needed. you can't trick someone into quitting smoking, or yeah. hypnotise them into quitting smoking, if, under hypnosis, you wouldn't do things that you wouldn't do. Yeah, true, okay. So, so, so if, you, hmm. if you're not ready to quit smoking, or you don't want to quit smoking and all that, and someone says, I'll get a hit, it just shouldn't work. No, it shouldn't. Well, say we're losing weight, I guess. If someone says, like, oh, now you're just going to eat celery, I'd be like, I hate celery, I'm not eating celery. So yeah. you just wouldn't be, like, if that's... Could probably thing. make it taste like an apple, though, couldn't probably. they? Probably, yeah. and that would be quite nice. Although yeah. I'm not that partial to apples. Okay. Well, that's a good start, it's good. Yeah, it's good, so I'd like that. Anyway. What are your thoughts on weight, by the way? In what, in what context? I had a long chat with my friend about this the other day, and, I'd, I'd, like... What are your thoughts on it? We're talking about Sophie Hagen is what we're talking about. When you say weight, what do you mean? Well, about this... How it got, how it got onto the topic... What, do you know what? I'll put something on yeah. and talk about it. It's Debbie Gibson, Shake Your Love. Shake your love. Fucking fade out. Eight second fade out, this. More. Ten seconds fade out. Jesus, what? It's a good song from Debbie. She's still alive. She alive, Debbie Gibson. Debbie Gibson's still with us. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, yeah. So what? I, I, so I don't even know how to, how to. I don't even know what I want to talk about with this. Mm. Well, I'm just going to ask you. Mm. What's your opinion on weight? <laughs> um, if you're happy with Catch it. Catch question. That's it. If you're happy with weight of whatever size you are. What if other people's attitudes to it make you miserable? Um, what do you do then? What do you actually do? 
Well, it's very easy to say to just to go, you know, fuck them. I'm yeah. happy. But in, in, in real life, probably I think wanna. they probably wouldn't if they were saying that to you. I'm fuck a fatty, mate. Uh, no, but I also think the same about skinny. The, the skinny skinny as well. I think it works in both levels. When you, the people say weight, they assume you mean overweight. But there's yeah. also underweight too. Yeah. And people that are very skinny, which have people that are, are very skinny have also someone I know. She won't wear... She's got a very skinny figure, but she wears yeah. really baggy clothes because she's really embarrassed about how skinny she is. Yeah. And so she has a lot of issues with that too. Like on a summer's day, she's wearing a big hoodie, yeah. really overshaped clothes because she's just like, I don't want people to see how... And it's, it's natural. So what should skinny. she do? What should she do? Your friend, what should she do? What should she do to, to feel happy about her? Yeah. I've got no so idea. So should she put weight on? Um, should she attempt to put weight on? She has tried to. Should she Can't. alter her diet? I'm but sorry, but that is, is that the answer? No. Uh, is that the answer though? If she feels like she might be happier yeah. by being slightly larger, yeah. then if yes, I don't see no issue with that. But if she's saying that... Is there not an issue with somebody who's got to the point where they feel that they would be happier by altering their appearance? From a weight point of view, from a weight perspective. Yeah, because I think they're probably altering it for someone else and not for themselves, right? So there is an issue there, isn't there? Yes. So, so, yeah. so, so we're missing the source issue <clears> straight away. <throat> well, you know, we're missing that. Saying, well, if it would make her happy, yes, she should do it. It's like, well, now, now should she? Because if she thinks it makes she may, her she happy. Might be unhealthy. She's unhealthy, and it, you know, it's a health thing. I, I get that. I've, I've yeah. no argument with that at all. You know, if something, if a doctor says, you, know, you really need to put some weight on, you're going to die, or you, you, you know, whatever. No, it's not that. She's not. Um, it's not necessarily unhealthy. Like, yes, she she could. She she feels like she would look better if right. she was a, if she. So it's her self perception, mm. and is that reinforced by the comments of others? Um, yeah, because people do. I've seen people kind of looking at her and double taking it because it could look to all intents and purposes that she has got an eating disorder so which comes first is it so is it her self-perception that comes first or is her self-perception as a result of the comments of others other people i would say it's right. driven so, by so, the looks of other people so we're, we're getting further back now to the, the source of the issue yeah is other people commenting on weight yeah right at, well not just weight they comment on looks they yeah, comment yeah, on, yeah, on yeah, anything the length of your hair like, anything. they feel yeah, the yeah. need to tell people completely for whatever reason. So that is the issue, isn't it? Mm. So at the moment, I think we... And I don't know how you combat this. I've got no idea how you combat this. I'm not sure, personally, much as I love Sophie Hagen, mm-hmm. I'm not sure her take on it is the mo- it's going to be the most successful take on it, but she's perfectly entitled to do it. Right. She can do whatever she wants, yeah. and that's her thing. And if that helps some people or hinders them, but whatever it does, whatever journey that takes, that's her business, it's none of mine. So it's, I don't say this as a critique. I say it as... If we're looking for a solution, if that's mm. the raising that, I don't think aggressive counter argument is necessarily the way forward. No, but, I, but I've seen. Well, you heard when I spoke to Sophie in here. Yeah, that's my take with a lot of stuff that Sophie does as well. But like I say, still love her dearly, and I still, you know, it's not. I don't, you know, I've no beef with her as such. It's you know, mm. it's, it's, as a person. I just like oh I don't really like when you say things like that I don't you know it's just that but it's that on social media predominantly I guess so because I, I don't so, feel yeah. like that's helped in, in many ways social media has been one of the worst things that's ever happened oh completely but I'm, I'm, I'm yet to read her book the book right. Fact that she's promoting. I'm not I'm not read that book yet I don't I actually have right. that book yet I, I would not be upset if suddenly Twitter went out of business tomorrow be no, fun, same, because same. there are so many people now hiding behind a fa- or at least change the rules so no one's allowed to have a, a, a profile picture that isn't actually them change yeah. that okay um, and well, I'll tell you what my beef is, and again, I'm not going to go too much into this because Sophie's not here to defend right, herself yeah. anyway. So, but but this isn't really much different to what I said to her when she was in the room. Uh, my beef is, is I don't think beef again. It's not beef. My my issue mm-hmm. in inverted commas is I don't think, and this might be a hundred percent true. 
I don't think historically anyone has ever changed their mind by being shouted at. No, I, I don't, don't think... I think it, all it ever does is reinforce their prejudice in the first place and strengthen the divide. That's my, right. that's my considered opinion on it. Mm-hmm. I think that people might have either pretended to change their mind or actually changed their mind by being shouted at because they felt, felt bullied. Yeah, because they, they felt un, like threatened by it, which is exactly the same as the initial thing that you're shouting about, which is, you know, it's exactly the same okay. as this idea that of people aggressively or sometimes passive-aggressively saying to people, fatty, fatty this, fatty, you know, yeah, it's, it's exactly the same thing. I don't know, and this is where I see a lot of it coming through to her and to other people, is always through Twitter and other forms of Instagram, whatever, whatever. Someone puts a picture up, someone can't wait yeah. to go like, oh, fat, horrible, pointing yeah. out all the yeah. flaws. I don't and, know. and Sophie gets a fucking ton of that. Right, or, or so she, I can't so blame her. Anyway. It's going to be a, a point where you're pushed enough just to go fuck off, actually, and then have a look at have a look at yourself. Or, but then, how? What do you do? Do you turn it back on them? Because generally, I've looked at some of the profile pictures of these people doing it, and they're not all imprinting either. But then, that's just throwing it back to them, isn't it? It's just, is it something in their own issue that they feel the need to go online and tell someone? Well, do you know what? Their figure. Do, their again, let's, let's, let's link this back in. Johnny's dad, Lol, mm-hmm. who's, who's sadly no longer with us, who the bowls that we're doing on the 10th of August is in memory yes, of. It's the Lol yeah. Pennington Memorial Cup. And I don't know if this is Johnny's dad's own saying or whether it's in the Bible or something. I don't know where it came from, but I know that Johnny's dad, one of the things he would say a lot is, don't let them take your peace. So they can take anything from you. Don't let them take your peace. Mm. And I think that the, the strength of a person comes in when they are aggressively under attack or where they are aggressively criticised or mm. just criticised full stop, or you know, where, where they take slings and arrows and maintain their peace they maintain who they've they've got such a strong sense of who they are already that they can maintain that and all those attacks bounce off them do you i think that's i don't think many people have that i think it's i think it's i think it's worth striving for i I, I don't think you become that by being cold as ice right i think i strive for that and Mm. have done and i think i'm possibly at peak that now okay i still get upset and things will still upset me and no matter how much i try and shrug it off criticism will upset me or you know any sort of isn't that natural if you're being told you're not perfect i think so of course but it's generally to do with feeling that something's unfair again the thing with me about feeling when things are unfair if like it's like someone say someone critiques a piece of work or critiques this show or critiques the parapod or the mental podcast or whatever mm. any of the other projects I've done or, or I'm in the process of doing if someone critiques those and I go no that's not that's just not true yeah, yeah. that's when it's that's when it upsets me when it's like no that's not you fucking reframed this that's not true at all it's well, not what happened wouldn't that be the case of um, almost certainly most or a lot a number of reviews of anything whether it's a, a live show yeah well or, again or you're going to an even more complicated argument then where you're like your perception of what's right might not be the same as what's coming across so you might go that's not true and then I go well it's demonstrably true right do you know what I mean? I mean, that's definitely true for, it's true, true for stand-ups, wouldn't you say, when, when someone's maybe put in a review about, that joke didn't work, according yeah. to you, but not yeah. according to the rest of the audience but or it, to how it, it was... But it may be true that the, the comedian in question believes that joke is working when it isn't. Right, Or right. believes that something's okay. more successful than it actually is, or, or is, is better written than it actually is, and it takes an outside eye to say, to critique it... And then you're like, well, that's unfair because that's not true. It's like, well, it yeah. might be true. Mm. So when you're on the inside of the storm, you don't know. You know that's where the insecurities come into it. Where you're like, well, is that right or not? I don't know mm. if that's right or not. Well, um, okay. 
and, and I th- uh, yeah so I think it's an interesting well, there's no way to there's no really right answer here is there or wrong answer I would say but I would say that mine, mine will be right whatever, <laughs> my, whatever my point was it will be right but before people felt the need to go onto a social media account and tell people about I, I, I can't believe that they were going would you think they were actually going around in public just telling people your hair looks shit. Some, you some. Look fat, you look thin. Well, you I, was, look I was called fatty at school. Or I was bullied at school. Well, obviously kids are the worst, aren't they? It's particularly Until I started teenagers. twatting them. Which <laughs> yeah, is like, genuinely what happened. I think it? everyone at school has had something, you know, they just p- pick on. And actually, I think a lot of the time the kids that do that, again, like, they're not everything. They're not. Ha- they're not having maybe their best life. Well, the insecurity of the bully, isn't yeah, it? Of yeah, of course. But, yeah, but, which is why they feel the need to do that. But going back to that, that is actually that's how my life played out. Yeah. I was bullied and then just started twatting them. I was like, I, I was stronger than them. Right. And I was like, enough's enough. Started twatting them. That's not necessarily the best approach. No, I don't think so. Because that's what I'm think. talking yeah, about no, now. No, that's no. that's an ex- exact metaphor of what I'm talking about. Mm. The, the correct approach isn't necessarily to start swinging punches back in the other direction. I'd say it almost certainly think. isn't the best way to Well, there we go. But it worked so. for me. Mm-hmm. So for me personally... Did you, get, did you ever get in trouble at school? No, not really. Uh, only for, only for being... Well, they didn't have a leg to stand on, did they? Well, I don't know, though, because sometimes you can see it where they're, they're, that sometimes when a, a bully gets kind of bullied back to them, or, or not really, just punched in the face, where they're, oh, well, then well, they're crying, like, well, well, let, let's happen? Let's say, for example, that somebody at one point, because I used to stand at the front of the bus, because we went to a different school to what the bus, where the bus was going, so we went to Selwyn Jones, me and one other lad, and the bus was the St. Eldridge bus, but we were allowed to get on it, we had bus passes, let's get on it. Okay. But, you know, you get a bit of shit for that. Let's say, for example, that one of the said bullies one day came up to, without my knowledge and head-butted me in the back of the head whilst I was at the front of the bus. Right. Surrounded by a gang of his mates, right? And let's say, for example, that I then turned around and fucking dropped him, right? Because enough was enough. Yeah. But I'd showed no evidence of cap- capability to do that. or No, no evidence of, of even aggressively... I'd not even shouted. I'd just been fucking gandy on this. I've been building this. up, right. Everyone's got a breaking point, everybody, right? For where it's just like, right, that is it, I'm going to switch because this is enough is enough now. You've but is that, not the th- is that not where you, you find your breaking point? You become so. aware of your I breaking point. I don't think point. you know when it is until it happens, right? Sometimes. But isn't then the strength of the man, and I use man as a catch-all, isn't, isn't the strength of the individual, the person, to rise above that? So, so up until that mm. point of that thing that happened on the bus, and there were many other examples of this, but that was one that immediately springs to mind, up until that point, I was just like I say, Gandhi. I just was like turning yeah. the other cheek. I was just, it was just, just ignored it. Fatty, fatty, blah 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 blah. Just ignored it. Look, we don't know about Gandhi. If he had a Twitter account, maybe he would have flipped out as well. We don't know. We know all the stuff I Gandhi would have been getting on Twitter. Twitter meltdown later <laughs> night. <laughs> so would I. Just be like, right, that's it. Just that's it. Do you know what? I've had a fucking enough of this. I feel like he'd have some really good insults for people as well. He's very wordy, wouldn't he? He's very wordy. <laughs> so and deep. Wouldn't that be amazing? Wouldn't that be an amazing? On the other hand, imagine if someone like Hitler would have done. That would have been bad, wouldn't it? It would have been, yeah. Yeah, it would have been. I mean, he sort of did have a Twitter meltdown, didn't he? Like, did. like, metaphorically yeah, speaking, did, Hitler he? had a Twitter meltdown. He did a bit, yeah. <laughs> it just went on. I feel like he wouldn't have been that good at spelling either. Who knows? Mm. Who knows? Well, he wrote a book, didn't he? His, um, yeah, but I can't read it, it's in German. So, not that I'd want to. It has been translated. Oh, right. I don't want to read it. But I don't know if a translation will be the same. You know, they, I can't read it, it's in German. <laughs> I don't know. It yeah. trans- I, don't, I don't actually want to read it. I might point out, but what if you well, saw someone reading Mein Kampf on the tube or the train? I'd be, I think I'd move to a different carriage. Well, no, but it's considered a historical document, isn't it? So oh, it's, yeah. it, it's it, a brave move though, to be in public. Well, it, it sort of it, is, it? but it's also considered a historical document of, of importance. You know, it's, it's mm. important to understand 
the workings of a maniac's mind. True, you know, true, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like if you saw someone reading a book about serial killers on the tube, you wouldn't necessarily be like, "Oh, weirdo." You know? Do you know what I mean? You wouldn't necessarily. If it was called "I Am a Serial Killer," though, it might be a bit. Well, kind co- of well confessions nervous. of a serial killer, or, or yeah. a, a, a serial killer's true story, my, my true story, anything like that, you wouldn't necessarily go. <laughs> what if it was a book? Of a serial killer with a face on, and it was their face as well. So yeah. it was them reading a book about oh, themselves. If, if they're cutting eyes out of the pictures, <laughs> then, then, then by all means, yeah. you know, like that would be terrifying. Maybe wouldn't it? mention it to a member of staff. I but don't know, I think I just go, just run, I just go. I know Mind Camp is considered to be a book of historical import, not that its its contents are worthy in terms of they should be taken notice of, but yeah. in terms of it, it, it's a document that led to thus far the most yeah. catastrophic. Events in history, really, wasn't it? So, well, this reminds me as we're talking about dead celebrities. Hmm. Who've you killed? <laughs> Who no, you I was killed? thinking Hitler. <laughs> you know that game that we did before about what year did they die? Right. I don't know Hitler. My history's not. You up don't on know this. what year Hitler died. No, I don't know. Do you genuinely not know what year Hitler died? You, do, you check oh, your head yeah, at me. Oh yeah, it was the Second World War, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> 1948, something like that, was it? Well, apparently that's when he died. There's no. You know, he was took there, the pill, didn't he? Well, what's the No, I thought he shot himself, didn't he? Oh, which one, Eva Braun? Then did one of them swallow up the cyanide? I honestly don't know, but I, I, I know that it's contested in some quarters, isn't it? Is he still alive? I doubt he's still alive now. Because he'd be hundred in summer, wouldn't he? Yeah, true. Um, Just I'd, painting somewhere. Although I don't know how old how old was he when he died. No idea. That's the competition. Isn't okay, it? that is it. How old was Hitler when he died? Um, mm, he looked old, but I think all that evil ages you. So I'm going to say. Uh, <laughs> all that evil ages. I'm going to say yeah. he was 42. Ooh, good. 42, call. 42. Yes, yeah, so I was going to go 40. Oh wait, okay, right, right. But instead, I'm going to go higher. What do you think? 53. 53. Theo, can you can please confirm how old was Hitler when yeah, he died? There we had a really like grown up mature sort of conversation like there, where we, we were trying to work stuff out we weren't saying anything 56 what did I say you said 50 50 early 50s and you say 53 54 and did I, 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 can't, I can't remember what I said how old was Gandhi then when he passed I, I'm not sure this can carry on being a regular section you know Nat I he think, was older wasn't he I think Gandhi 70, 70 you think 70 I think Gandhi was also 56 oh okay alright it's Gandhi no I might, I might. There we go. Theo's checking it now. Just checking that Gandhi's age of when he passed. I think I've gone too. I've like, gone too late. It was earlier than that. Is it up there? Seventy-eight oh, years okay, old. Right. Well done, Gandhi. So well, in the, in nice. the top trumps, Gandhi beats Hitler. He well, no, I mean, hit. not not just the top trumps. Sexy Motherfucker by Prince. There we go. That's uh, one of the many plus points for Bar Radio, ladies and gentlemen, is that any other station we've listened to that, you'd hear, you sexy mother... Ah, that's that, what it used to be. It used be. to be on the song, didn't it? On this station, we can say the, we can say the fuck word. We can say fucker, as you just heard in that song. If Prince had written a song called You Sexy Fucking Cunt, we would be able to play that if we wanted to. I would listen to that. I bet, yeah, I bet somewhere that's unreleased, that little song from Prince. His, in his Paisley Park yeah, vault. Yeah, there in the vault. It's there somewhere. Yes, yeah, so there we go. How, how about that for a, for a selling point <laughs> to a radio station? We can play Prince songs without me- like meddling about with them. Um, bit of an exclusive here. By the way, you've probably noticed that we've been talking with a full hour. It's because we don't have guests in the first hour because of Johnny Vegas. But not his mm. fault. Uh, no, no, no. It's, it's not his fault. fault. No. He's been, you know, I will bring to his defence on this one. He did say, and he, he let us know that there was a chance his scenes 
might go not get done before lunch. If they're done before lunch, you could definitely have been here for both right, shows. Right, right. As it turns out, you can only get here for We were going to do him on last the phone on this one, not in person. We are going to do him on the phone, weren't you? What you've been saying for a long time, you want to do Johnny Bates on the phone. <laughs> I've not been saying that, no. Why do you not want to do him on the phone? Just the way you're not doing him in real life? Well, because we talked that he, we couldn't do him in real life because he was filming. So it's a weight thing, that. Wait, is this, no, are, you, are you now showing yourself thing. up as the ultimate hypocrite? No, I'd, have, it was, I'd like to have Johnny in the studio, yeah. but we so could only have him, have him, you'd on have the him phone. in here as well. We can only have him on the phone. But you today. don't mind having him on the phone, but you would have him in the studio as well. Would I have to be here at the same time, or would you do it after I'm, hours? You'd have to be here. Would you on air? Well, would you um, have him in the studio on air? I would have him sat next to me in the studio on air, talking. Right. Is what I mean by that. And what if you started really getting on? Say, like, if you're both single and, and say you were really getting on, what would you? Well, I tell you what, I'm not going to do. If he was like going, no, I want to do it. Here. I'm I want to do it right now. Yeah, that would be really I'd have to but be like, he's like whispering no, it and I was going what no. are you saying and he went nothing just carry on doing your show and he, and he went, <laughs> what, so you're saying if you were, no, if you were no, still here people no. are behind the glass I'm just gonna no I wanna no. do it I wanna do it right now <laughs> like you said oh, that can you wait half an hour can you wait two no. hours the show's finishing no. at two no you can't you can't wait no. it has to be right now it's ready <laughs> oh, I'm sorry but that, that is what if you did all that well not if you say can't say it's ready. Oh, you sex. might think, oh, here we go, back to the sex chat. But it's it's relevant this because I know it's during the um, as Prince was um, singing his ditty just now in the studio. Nat and myself were, were chatting. I noticed, and I didn't let on that I noticed, but I noticed, and she just looked right at it. Because I know what you're. About she to. has just looked right at it before I even said what it is. Nat has got a sex bruise. Oh no, it's not. It's not. You've got a sex bruise. That's not a sex bruise. That is a sex bruise. Well, okay, that is having your is. arms held down while somebody has sex. Yeah, let's with you. say it's that. Let's say it's consensually. That. But that is a, that is a sex bruise. It's not. But let's just say what it, is it, that it is. I don't know. It just appeared. I, I, I it's bruise very easily. Massive. I know, right? Yeah. Got a huge old bruise on your arm. I do. Yeah. I actually wasn't looking at that either. What was you looking? at? I thought at? you were meaning like. What? I had like. It was the chilliness in here provoked something. And oh no, 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 no! I, didn't, I, so didn't, I well, thought you meant lots of boobs. Oh, uh, okay. Can't see him because there's a screen there. That's I would, I would look at him all the time otherwise. <laughs> but um, I can't see him at the moment because right. I've got a screen in front of you. So now I wasn't... I'll have I to cover up the sex bruise when the guest wasn't comes noticing in. By the way, it's not pokies. a sex bruise. Not a sex bruise. Just tells what it is. You don't, you don't know what it is. No, well, I just... like I had a bruise on air last week because I hit my, on the chair. Well, I you just can't bruised... say it on air. You have to oh, say... Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm on, on, my, on my elbow sort of yeah, It was okay. a massive bruise. Um, That's just below your wrist, that one. Yeah, but on one wrist as well. I'd be on two, wouldn't it? If that was... Well, maybe the knee on your other arm or something. Yeah, yeah, I mean, this sounds quite aggressive. Have, I mean, if, you, yeah, right? if you're just trying a bit of rough sex, is what I mean. Consensually. Yeah, that's fine, I mean. But, you know, if that's what you're into, that's good. But that's not. You're but not, I, having not. said that, I do bruise extremely easily because I do have a, a skin condition that causes that. Oh, do you? Mm. I just got a thinner layer of skin. I'm not going to be embarrassed about it. No, Don't I'm not. Don't try to make me feel guilty about it. No, I'm not. But I had to go for, like, treatment for it for a while because it just means. Have you told us that before? I don't know. I just have to go and get. Tell us again, anyway. They don't remember. You just have to go to the hospital near um, the London Eye. What was it called? Sent. Oh, what is it there? St. Thomas's? Sea Life Centre. No. <laughs> around the corner from there, Waterloo, something, wherever, to get, right. like, uh, treatment for it. But basically it just means I've got a thinner... Great Ormond Street? No, no. No, that's the kids' one. What is the one there? I know it's around your main. Guys, guys in St. Thomas's, I think whatever it is, isn't it? Whatever it's called, yeah. Yeah, it's so I have to go there. Because my, I have a thinner layer of skin mm. than other people, so which does mean that I bruise and I cut and I burn very, very easily. Mm. So you could, like, the other day when I had the bruise on my elbow, which were purple, I hit it, like, on here, and it could flared up straight away right. there's no time for bruise it just comes up straight away it's quite common in radio though being exceptionally thin skinned isn't it do you know what it really is actually <laughs> it's quite common in, I, can, well, I can think of one I mean it's thin <laughs> right skin now. but also it's got abnormally thin skin but in a weird way I'm surprised it's could give it waiting. out but sort of 
Cliff, can't really fat joke there from me. Yes, can't really hypocrisy on hypocrisy. Sorry, take it back. Go. I mean, I mean, thin skin is in the term of like the some of the shock jocks as they used to. Yeah, be that's what I meant. John uh, Gorn. I was talking about oh, John Gorn. Oh God, yeah, 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 no, I was thinking yeah. of some of the other people, but like you can really happy to dish it out to people, but you mm. come on to them. Again, oh. it's uh, <laughs> why are you oh, turning oh, this into? Oh, it doesn't matter here. No, but I There's always, many people. No, but when you say this, I always worry you mean me. Do you know what no, I mean? Because I, I just tell you. I think I can take it. Yeah, you can. Like I think I'm quite. Um, but who gives it to you? Well, whoever I ask, mate. <laughs> Why are you making everything <laughs> so sexual today? For God's sake! Whoever I give my cheeky winning smile to. Um, no, I actually that now that is something. Again, we're talking about sort of criticism and talking about back and forth and how you mm. deal with that and if you get upset by and all that. So it does link in again. I truly believe. That for someone who dishes it out, and I do dish it out a lot, I really do, do and I'm yeah, trying yeah. to be funny. Not at least to me. No, but I'm trying to be funny. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. It's yeah. no, there's no malice to it at all. Same with Barry. You know, oh, I if know. I get accused of being a bully with Barry, it's like, well, no, but, but we're making a show that's about that conflict, so I'm not truly bullying him. And no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't it's a like it. Bully. That's a no, classic bully. No, but isn't it though? No, but yeah, the yeah, thing yeah, that yeah. I do actually concern me because it's like, well, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of playing a character. Yeah. Which has many of my own personal facets to it, right? But it's not. It, it's more argumentative and aggressive than I am in real life, really, because that's what I'm meant to be doing on right. that show. But isn't that harder for you now? You're not Ray, because you could definitely say, "Oh, well, that is Ray. He is this character." No, but and I know. But Ian, no, because no, I never would have done. Apart from when Ray was a character, when yeah. it was a flat cap and Yorkshire man sort of thing. Apart from then. I would never differentiate no, no, Ray Peacock same, and myself anyway. It was mm, just me. Yeah. It was just a stage name. That's all it was. So <clears throat> I, uh, it, it's, it's an interesting thing, that, to to worry that you come across differently to what your intentions are. Right. And the only thing I can do within that, and that I do strive to do, is to make sure that on the in the inner circle, everyone knows they're all right. So we've discussed it before about one of our like, um, APs into the studio and stuff, where we've said, listen... Whatever happens on air is fine, but don't ever do anything you don't want to do. Right. You, you are allowed to come in here and say, no, I'm not of singing course. that song. I'm and not, I, yeah, and I'm I not won't... doing that. Or when you've asked some questions to you, you could to easily either go, either just say something that make something up, could do, yeah. or just say, no, not answering it, I'm not going to do the further that. Argument, they, never, they never do with no, you. No, I know, but the further argument would also be, well, no, no, it's not their responsibility to, to not answer. It's your responsibility to not ask in the I first place. There is do you that, know what yeah, I mean? Because, yeah... But well. I'm trying to make an entertaining show, and, and, and the stuff <laughs> that I do that you know I find entertaining, yeah. both myself and to listen to, is when there's a bit of conflict and a bit of sort of when someone's shouting that someone else is mental. You know, I like that. Yeah, that's you know that's something that I enjoy doing, and I, I like conflict, safe conflict within a, an entertainment program. Right. What I don't like is someone then assessing that from an exterior point of view as something that it simply isn't. As saying, well, you know, he is bullying Barry, and it's like. No, because I'm not. I'm not. Because yeah, I'm not. Well, he he knows what he's coming to do. Right, and I've also this said this isn't just Barry, by the way. I mean, I, I mean, it's just generally. I'm using Barry as an example. No, well, I mean, I remember uh, there have been an occasion, and it hasn't happened for a long time, but certainly when there, I think I've told you this is years ago when there were a couple of presenters who had listened when um, Ed when I started doing the show with you right. who had listened to it and were going that wasn't even a sentence. I know because I'm trying <laughs> to work out what to say without saying anything, without doing without. Making it too obvious. When well, you were producing the show, but when I suddenly, when Ed left, and then I came in to the yeah, studio, yeah, yeah. and there were some people who worked it at that time yeah. that listened to the show and went, "I don't like how he bullies you." And yeah. I was like, "Right, okay." Um, but uh, well, one, they're not taking to, into account you're a fucking bitch. <laughs> 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 
Two, they're wow. not taking into account the shit that I put up with on yeah. the other side. But that I'm just at the end of my tether all the time. But I was trying who to... Who was it? Was it? And I think I know who one uh, of them was. It wasn't um, Dan Skinner one. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Dan, no, it was one person, a female, it wasn't Dan Skinner, and it wasn't a person that I... Th- is. How do I say something? Is well known. No, but you can, but you can say it was. Um, it was it was a former it was a person that used to work. Why are you being I don't know because I don't. I wish I don't. Okay, it was a person that used to present occasionally with um, Justin E. Collins, and so she she didn't really get your. What? Act, who, who, who was it? Well, her name was Natalie. Natalie what? But it wasn't me. <laughs> I can't remember her. Surname no, I'm asking. I I, I'm, I'm trying to see if it's the same girl that I'm thinking of. Uh, dark hair. Can't remember her surname. She was on the show for a bit and then she wasn't. But I don't know. She, I was trying to say to her when she said, oh, get her in him. Get her in now, Well, mate. no, but what I was trying to explain <laughs> is that I think this is how it works generally with people is if is if if you and I didn't actually genuinely get on, yeah. and the same with Barry, yeah. you would not be saying the things you said to me. I simply wouldn't be sat here anymore. Well, but well, also because it would just be deeply unpleasant in reality. If we it, actually hate well. each but, other. But I guess if, some, if somebody takes that from it. Maybe. At what point do you go, well, you're getting it wrong? Or at what point do you go, well, we're selling this wrong? Well, that's what I started to think. I thought, Christ, okay, but if she's listened to it and she thinks that, yeah. is that how other people might be hearing it? And when you say, like, oh, you're a fucking bitch or whatever, you, you are say, a fucking bitch. well, you're a prick. No, <laughs> but so can get when we say that. In <laughs> no, but I when we say I, that. I am too. the host of the show. I that have certain true. privileges that don't extend to the producer or okay. but, sub co host. But when we say that to each other, it's not real. Mm. I don't know. I don't know how. But then well, it's ma- knowing. But it's, then it's, then it's, it's a knowing thing, isn't yeah. it? So, it, so it, it's more. Um, I think this sounds like we're actually referencing something that's happened. No, no, but it has and no, nothing it's has nothing. happened. No, no, nothing I mean, at all. It's just no, a hypothetical no. sort of thing. And no, why the hell do we even get onto this? We're saying, oh, there's a character, and with you having because what, what makes you laugh is like when you say things to Barry. But yeah. the same with Barry. If you and Barry, if people were genuinely like, oh, and Barry felt like he was actually being bullied, he yeah. would be crazy to then go into a film. But with I, you I, I, I've got no no doubt at all that there have been elements within my relationship with Barry, professional relationship with Barry, right. where, where he has sometimes felt like. This is a bit much now, like, like uh-huh. I'm, I'm sure. But mm. also, counter to that, there's been plenty of times when I've thought this is getting fucking ridiculous now. Like right. with, with with the way with his persona. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Where it has, you know, so the, we, we get a kind of complaints on both sides. But at its root and at its base level, fundamentally, we know what it is. Yeah. And we're you, you're not playing characters, but you're you're you are. Fulfilling a role within that, within the confines of the construct that you've created. Yes. Yeah. Is, is what it is. So you know, it's it's sort of, it's always a very odd thing to be told by somebody else what you meant. Yeah. And it's true. like, well, that might have come across to you, but I, I only I can tell you what I meant, and, and right. I can tell you that it, it's not real in that sort of sense. But well, it's also a difficult one if someone's saying to you, "Oh, it sounds," or "It sounds like," "Oh, you're being bullied," and you go, "No, I'm not," because then it also feels like. Oh, but that is what someone who might be being bullied would say. No, I'm mm. not being bullied. It's fine. Like you know, then you get into that and think, okay, I don't well, know what to say. Here's a re- here's a recent relevant example to this. I think is Danny Baker. It's what happened with Danny Baker. Okay, right. So Danny Baker does a tweet. People take it as a racist thing. He immediately retracts and says, "That's not. It wasn't my intention at all. That's mm. not. You know, I, he apologised as well. And I was like, that wasn't what it was at all. Um, but I've took it down. Now for me, that's case closed. That's it. You well, know. I think. Uh, see. 
I think it wasn't the it, it wasn't the best apology by saying when it, he what, what was the best apology? You, so I'm sorry. Apology is an apology. Well, what apology. did he? What did? What was the phrase he did? Oh, oh yeah, I, I didn't he, think he said, it was he said racist because like, because I don't have a diseased mind. Yeah, he said okay, like that. yeah, fine. But yeah, but you pissed Please off, don't but, tell me that you don't know a monkey that with, with some is not a racist symbol. Of course it is. No, you might know that. You may know that. Yeah. And by the way, I didn't know that till only a couple of years ago. Like oh, that's honest to God true. I I had no idea that was a right till a couple of years ago. Mm. But I'll tell you now, for, I can tell you for me, this is me personally, and I think Danny has subsequently claimed this himself, and I've got no reason to doubt him, I had no idea, no idea that was a mixed race child. No clue. I didn't know she was mixed race. I had I, I knew nothing about Have them at all. Have you never seen a photo of her? Not that I can... I, I couldn't draw you her now. Right, okay. Like, I couldn't... Or if you showed me a load of pictures of women now, mm. and said, which one is she, I... Honestly, I swear on my mother's life, I would not be able to pick her out. Fairly sure, though, if you're working for the BBC. Unless, the one, unless one had a crown on or something. Right. But no, if no, you were working for the BBC, no, fairly sure no, you wouldn't be aware all. of that, not right? Not at all. Really? Why would you? Okay, let's just say. My life isn't any sake. different to when I did work for the BBC now. Okay. Other than, you know, there's no. When you work for the BBC, you don't suddenly become better informed about the entire yeah, well, they, world. They do, kind of, because it's on a uh, news and sports based station. I never did. I know the BBC. Or you were on BBC London, weren't you? Yeah, yeah the BBC London. Well, OK, Four fine. Extra. Let's just say that you had no idea that Meghan Markle was mixed race and you've got no well, idea that a monkey, the connotations from it, still, when it's pointed out, out to you, just say, I'm sorry, okay. that's it. Right. So he- it. Here's, here's some things that come into play there. Mm. This is speaking from a considered point of view. Yes. Here's some things that potentially could have come into play there. Right? Yeah. One. You feel angry and slighted that you're being accused of something that you're not. Okay, yeah. Right, so you're already wound up and frustrated. Yeah. Two, you don't want to just go, I'm so sorry, and fall on your sword, because you've not actually done anything wrong. In your own head, Right. you've done nothing wrong, because you know your intentions weren't malicious. Sure, yeah, yeah. No, so if you just say sorry, in a sense, you are compounding the belief that you are what they're accusing you of being. Mm-hmm. Right? You, you, are, you are admitting it, essentially. So you've got an apology there that says... I, I'm sorry that I came across like that. I honestly wasn't like that. I, I, I don't think that way. No, I agree. Could have been better worded, but he doesn't yeah. have to better word it. He doesn't. No, he doesn't have to, because in his existence, in his mind, he is right. He, it's like you know, you've taken. It doesn't this mean wrong. a diseased mind by thinking <coughs> something is racist right. that is universally okay. considered to be racist. But let's well, let's get past that out of the right. way because okay. I, I, I understand. I understand yeah. that point. It's it's kind of semi relevant, but I, but yeah. Yeah. But, you know, oh, by the way, I would say that just because. I truly can believe that somebody is not racist, mm. but is able to say something or tweet something that it that they may not realise, but is racist. That right. doesn't mean they are as a person as a whole racist, but that doesn't mean what they said or what they did isn't racist. Now, I have a completely contrary stance on that, right? Which I think I do not believe that anybody anybody is not racist on some level somewhere. It could be something they're not aware of. It could be a subconscious thing completely. I don't believe that anyone does not see colour. I don't believe that. What do you mean by not seeing colour? Of course you see colour. Yeah, but you, no, there are people who will go, I don't even see colour. It's like, no, you definitely well, do. Okay, that's that's simply not true. And by, but, and, yeah. No, but the, 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 fundamentally within everyone, there is some minute degree right. of seeing people of a different colour as different. To uh, what degree? It can be like the tiniest thing, but they will see them as different. Right, okay. Right, but based on that, the, their appearance is different. That doesn't mean they're fundamentally sure. different as people. Well, yeah, but okay. that, that no, that, I think that's a perfectly allowable and understandable thing. Well, I think that's that very different, you I know, to, to spraying saying. slurs on the side of someone's house. That's a very, very different yeah. thing, right? Yeah. But where the issue falls for me 
is so you've got this entire scenario scenario that played out with Danny, right? Let's say you know we, we don't know. You and I don't fund. We don't know. We both. Do you know Danny? No. Right. Okay. I I knew Danny. Again, I I don't see that in him, but I don't know. Uh, I, I, I only know what I knew. Yeah, at work. I don't either, but I also don't. Uh, I think. It's again to flip to do devil's advocate on everything is, mm. but then no one really knows anybody. Nobody totally really true. knows who might not go home and have like uh, kiddie images, whatever. Right, or anything. Yeah, yeah, no, abso- yeah. Absolutely, nobody knows that. I know, and that is the important crux of this argument. Yeah, it's that we don't know. Is you don't know, mm-hmm. so you can't go onto social media at that point when this has played out the way it's played out, right? Yeah. As someone either a member of the public, a fan, a former fan, somebody that's always hated him, one of his peers, somebody that also works in entertainment, and there but for the fucking grace of God go you, those people who are are disgraceful, and say, as a fact, that what he meant was contrary to what he claimed he meant. You can't do that. Mm, yeah, and I'm sure, I'm, happened, to be honest right? with you, I'm sure it's actionable as well, to be, to be honest. I'm sure it is. That's where everything breaks down. When you have somebody making an apology and saying, I'm sorry, I've took it down, blah, 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 blah. And, it, and that's not enough. It's mm. like, no, no, I'll, I'll tell you now, I've worked with him. He does mean that. He does mean that. It's like, well, you know, you don't know that any more than I know that he does. Well, I mean, it's a very big thing, isn't it, to say about somebody that, you know, they are, are racist or... As a, as I think a, it's extra fucking scummy from somebody in the same profession as you. Right. Extra fucking oh, well, scummy. I don't know. Unless and what did I do that day? Mm-hmm. I gave you a list of people that, that day yeah, who I said are never to darken the door of this fucking radio station. Okay. On my show, I mean. I mean, I think that unless you have actually heard that person say something that is homophobic or racist or whatever, if you've heard it with your own ears, then... If, then please you know, you'd be like please come and sue me because I've heard it I'm willing to go to court because yeah. I've heard it I can do I can say what you've said if that's what you have heard if it's a big if rather than saying like oh I, I've heard that that person is racist or homophobic or whatever or whatever that person tweeted I can't remember but um, if like if I had heard you saying some words I would consider to be offensive mm. or whatever then I could go on Twitter and say well I know this for, I mean yeah, I yeah. wouldn't do that but I could do well, that. Well, I've said most of them on air to you, haven't I? <laughs> yeah, to me. <laughs> They're recorded. They're a, lot. a lot of them are recorded, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, but I, I just... The, the, this all ties in. And I, I'm sorry this has been a long fucking draw-out discussion, but we have been killing time as well. But it all ties in. Response is key. Mm. So in divides, mm. and in a fucking world-divided... Feeling like worse than ever before. I'm sure it's not worse than ever before, but it feels like it is. It's certainly not memory you know yeah. in our lifetimes it is i'm sure there's much older people who can remember much worse times but in our lifetime this is the most divided it has ever felt like mm. it's that maybe because we're better informed on social media or worse informed by social media whatever it is i think response is key so, so that's ties back into what we were saying earlier on about you know when you're attacked what is your response how do you respond to that and how do you play out these scenarios when there is disruption and disharmony and when people say things you don't like and all that your response to that is key to whether that argument or that fucking problem that's happening is resolved or inflamed and i felt in the situation with danny as as a specific example it was inflamed the people that were outraged made it worse. But I mean, he did. Let's face it. He he put it on. It went out on Twitter on the first place. So yeah. Like that's where the platform yeah. went out. So pe- of course people were jumping on. I do see what you're saying. People going, no, you are a racist. So so, that, um, so un- unless like- you live an absolutely fucking pure, squeaky clean life where nothing you say can be misinterpreted. 
Like, right. where you cover all bases and nothing you say can be misinterpreted, you're potentially fucked. Well, okay, but... And if you're working in entertainment and working in you know, predominantly comedic entertainment or light-hearted entertainment, whatever, how can you possibly make a joke ever again? I just, I don't know. How I, I completely see what you're saying, but I also am aware that as, you know, a football fan that goes to football games will be fully aware of the racist chants that, that, and, the, and, and the connotations of that. And also... But they may not be aware that the person they're talking about is mixed race. See that I'm blown. My mind is blown by you saying you didn't. You didn't I, know Meghan I, Markle I was mixed race. I swear on my mother's life or anyone else's life. You care to say for whatever that means. Yeah. But that's the only way I can express it. Okay. I swear, I neither knew nor cared. Right. Okay. I have got no interest in it at all. I've got no interest in the royal family. I've got no interest in a royal wedding. I couldn't get care. You don't really read newspapers, do you? I wouldn't touch a newspaper. But I read the news. I'd read the news. No, but what I was meaning is in the run-up to the wedding, there was definitely, she was treated quite differently by certain uh, members of the press because I think of her, her being mixed race and right okay well I'm, I'm, not, I'm not party thing. to that I didn't say but that. I'm saying it's clear but, because you don't read newspapers you're not fully well I'll, I'll read BBC News right okay but BBC News I mean again I, I probably won't read that I'll probably flick past that story yeah. something about a royal wedding because you're not a royalist as we've known from the show I've got no clue mm. I didn't even know her name till this happened right okay <laughs> like I didn't I didn't suits. She's in what? Suits, that TV show that I used to watch. Is she? Yeah, she's, she's an actress, actress in Suits. I, actress, I think yeah. I knew she was. I yeah, think yeah, I knew yeah. that, that she was a performer. I think I knew that. That's yeah, good as well. It's a shame that when you get married, you've got to leave these things. But but I had no clue. No no clue at all she was mixed race. Okay. So, because I know for me... Yeah, yeah. All I can go is, well, the, I'm, I'm, I can't be the only person in the world that didn't know. No, I'm sure you're not. No, I'm just. So I've I'm got just to give someone the benefit. But he hasn't of the said doubt. that he didn't know, did he? I think he fair. did. Did he say that? I think oh, I don't, sort of, I, I don't know. Well, again, I think so. I'm sure there was some sort of argument about that at some point, right. but I may be wrong on that. But I'm pretty sure he did. But again, and and I hope that I would have this same opinion. Well, no, I would have the same opinion. I've not seen Danny for literally years, like yeah. for years. And and the last time I saw him was uh, he came on Russell Howard's show when I was the warm up on that, and I'd not seen him for years before that. So it's a long time. Yeah, so, you know, yeah. I, I don't think, unless I explained to Danny who I was, and then he would remember, but I, I would, I think, right. but he might mm. not. So I'm not mm. great buddies with Danny Baker. I have a lot of time for him from how he treated us then, but I don't think that's influenced my opinion on this. I think my opinion on this is based purely on the facts that I have seen and how I saw this play out. And I saw vile things vile things and counterproductive completely counterproductive in terms of um, maintaining any degree of solidarity or any degree of peace within that all it did all I saw was people who I think at worst in my right. opinion were trying to further their own career on the back of it I don't know I do think when I saw we're trying to be outspoken and, and you know champion themselves I mean okay because their tweet is, as, <laughs> as what happens a lot now is you know uh, a lot of Certainly the Daily Mail, certainly the Metro. A whole article can be written on someone's tweet now or someone's response to a tweet that's happened. That is now journalism that gets put into newspapers. But I would say that I did see someone tweet and say, no, it's fine, Danny, if that's what you think. Let's just see the photo that you did when uh, Kate and William got the same one. If you're right. saying that that... Which he didn't do it when they when they had a child that, or whatever. That doesn't mean anything. See, but it doesn't, but I feel it like doesn't. there's no like definitive... Because you can. I can see why people... Uh, absolutely, like why in certain quarters he is un sort of been made to be untouchable. And like Danny, no one wants to. And again, I might be wrong on this, but hasn't Danny? This is something that I might have half read. Right. Um, didn't he use similar pictures for all manner of things? 
See, I don't know because I. This is the other thing I did see that a lot of people who were were fans of his work or his show or whatever would go, "Oh, this is just a, a Danny Baker kind of yeah, thing yeah. that he does as a yeah. regular." That's thing. how I understood it. I'm not aware of that because I don't follow him on, on Twitter or kind of. I'm not. I've been a big listener to his shows, but yeah. so I don't know if that's true. I mean, I don't, maybe it is, but still, I think it just. It also touched a nerve. I think. And this is why I think that I couldn't see any other way. I thought as soon as I saw that, I was like, well, he's going to get fired. Is it was because it was the, the royal family. And right. the BBC are not going to keep someone there when someone tweets out about something that works at the BBC. They'll have fucking Farage on every five minutes, though, right? Uh, yeah. No issues well, with that yeah, at all. That true, that's fine. Actually. Well, that's a big issue. I know that's been it? a main argument back to it. But no, it, but, but you're, but you're but right. It's you're a right. main argument because it's actually relevant. That's well, I totally suppose relevant. actually, then you've got John Humphreys now that's being very. Well, no, he's not racist, but he's very openly um, right wing, isn't he? Right, okay. On an well, impartial well, you know, radio. Hey, I've got no issue with having right wing people on the BBC. No, no, no. I've no issue with that. I've got an issue with using the same right wing person mm. over and fact, over and over again. The most times on again. Question Time, I believe, right? I've got yeah. an issue with that. Yeah, me too. I've got an, a, me ma- too. a major issue with that. Definitely. If they've got one representative on that panel or two or whatever, however they balance it out, yeah. it's a long time since I've watched Question Time. But. Uh, representing all sides of the argument, fine. Okay. But having that same bloke perpetuating, you know, rising his star in Who actually doesn't comments. really have any authority I've and got, hasn't I've got done an for a long time. No, I think most people have an issue so with that. So that needs addressing why, why, do, why do we care what Nigel thinks? Mm. And I appreciate now he's coming back into politics more than it's now, but for a long time he was just being booked for everything and it was like, but really? Why do yeah, we need well, to hear what he yeah, thinks? Yeah, but again, anyway, so, what, um, what in closing on this particular yeah. thing, I will say, this wasn't meant to be a defence of Danny Baker. No. That's not what I'm saying. I'm interested in and terrified by how the story played out. Regardless, take Danny Baker out of it as a name. Yeah. Person A, person B, person C, person D. I saw appalling things happen. Mm. Appalling things. And, you know, if anyone's getting sacked, then the other side should be sacked as well for using that sort of language and that sort Mm. of fucking libelous comment about him. Yeah. That's what I think, but they won't be. Okay. Well, I've enjoyed this uh, LBC show today. That was Same. going well so far. That's, no, what, no, that's, that's all I was doing. You'll notice Do you want me to cancel You'll Nigel? notice that I didn't swear during any of that. I know, I'm, I'm going to clip it all, send it off as a showreel. <laughs> 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 just whack it over to LBC. So, look, well, I you know, if Nigel gets selected, there'll be a slot going free there, won't I'll, it? I'll cut all your bits out. Yeah, yeah please. <laughs> I'm just challenging you. You just want it to be like. Oh, no, I should keep, no, I should keep yours in. You need the balance of opinion, don't you? If you're going to be Didn't a talk, you work talk radio. I did used to, I'll yeah. say that, because I've gotten in on that. i like, hey, <laughs> hey. So you know this. This is a... Uh, do you remember Nat? Do you remember Nat? You do remember Nat. <laughs> she was the one that... My producer said that I need to do a double play because mm-hmm. apparently we spoke too much. And, uh, this is the home of the double play, of course. And I suppose it is, but I don't know what to put on next. Randomly, one to four, pick or pick a button. No, I'm putting Peaches, the President of the United yeah. States of America, on. Um, yeah, so sorry, everybody, but I was trying to give value for money there. <laughs> they got it all <laughs> right. doing lots of chat. We'll get our guests in. But um, I think she's right. I think we do need to give you a break. <laughs> Moving to the country, I'm gonna eat a lot of peaches. Millions of peaches, peaches for free. 
just tell me to put another song on. I need a minute because I did have a guest coming in, but as we've right. talked about him, I'm just going to go and cancel Nigel. <laughs> uh, you said that on. the guest's gone to the toilet. He's in the loo. So I've got to put another song. What can we do this in future then? I'm, I'm all, I need a wee. I'm all up for doing this. I'm all up for doing this. Fucking concentrated chat in the first hour. Yeah, yeah. Whack a load of songs over the second one. That's true. Then I can get away earlier, can I? N- well, no. Well, no, can. no, you can't. No. I don't need to be here to press a button. We've oh, got people I see. in there who can do it. I mean, I can do it. I can lean yeah, over totally. here with my incredibly long arm. I'll just record loads of bits of me going, and here's another song. Here's another song. Oh, yeah, you did have that. Now it's time it's for not, another song. It's not on your cart wall now, is it? All the total stuff that we got. Oh, that was Toby recording stuff for you. Right, so I'm going to put. How long a song do you need on here now? I reckon two minutes would be all right. I've got another President of the United States of America. Lump. Yeah, lump it. Yes, lump. put lump on. Put lump. It's two minutes eleven. Oh, perfect. Stick that on. Could I, will I be able to have a guest by then? I yes. Right. Well, I don't know. Well, we're not sure. We're not sure. Have you got? Have you got a three minutes? Has he gone for a wee or a poo? Wee, wee. I've been told it's a wee. Well, he's not back yet, so you should. Have you I mean, got, did he announce it was a wee? We have don't got, know. It might have been a poo. Do you have a three minute, <laughs> three minute song? All right. Uh, hypothetically, this is going to be the last of the the three play songs. The home of the three play. Yeah, but. If, <laughs> If Nat decides she's touching the cloth, I'll have to put another one on. I'm sad alone in a boggy marsh, totally motionless except for her heart. Have you ever heard a radio station like this where I've had to swap guests around because one guest has gone the toilet? This happens, you know. It, it doesn't happens. happen. This has never happened before, Nat. Not on this show, but it happens on other ones. But you don't turn up for an interview and then go, on I'm, the I'm going the toilet. To be fair, we were 15 minutes late going to him anyway whilst we were talking. We should have been primed at that point. He was probably he was probably fully urinated at 2 o'clock. There's no need to be graphic. 4 o'clock. Uh, so we're joined on the phone now by Keith Mason. Keith, you there? I'm here, guys. Hello, man. Are you all right? Yeah, I'm good. I'm just come out of the gym. I'm uh, ready to rock and roll with you guys. Oh, you make me tired, all that athleticism that you do. I see on your <laughs> Twitter all the time, you're constantly, like, you're a proper animal, eh? Like, with sort of, you proper keep in shape and stuff. Yeah, yeah, obviously, you know, being a uh, professional athlete for over a decade, uh, yeah. I think it's very important to take care of yourself and keep looking after yourself and staying disciplined. Yeah. Uh, and and what what's your so what's your reasoning behind that? What is your actual? Because I, I know like I know like play, players from your era. So you played at Saints. You played at Huddersfield as well and Wakefield, right? You were at Wakefield for a bit. Uh, Melbourne Storm. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. You were in the, in the NRL as well. Uh, and yeah. go on. Yeah, sorry. I played at Castleford. As Cass, well, that was it. Castleford. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but but I know players of your era who played at the same time that you were playing and former teammates of yours are name no names who haven't kept in shape you know what I mean they've just like they've relaxed into life now yeah I think uh, you know for me uh, you know taking care of my body is part of what I do obviously being an actor now and doing action parts I need to be in shape yeah so uh, you know not only that you know I take care of my missus who's paralysed yeah uh, fitness is my life fitness got me through a lot of tough times after I retired from rugby league so I do need to be in shape I'm uh, I'm, I'm starring in a, in a Netflix series uh, in a couple of weeks so uh, I'm always ready to go and uh, I enjoy my fitness you know it's very important uh, yeah. for your mind for your mind body and spirit it's, uh, it honestly sounds knackering to me I, 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 I don't I, I've no issue with you doing it but I, I don't have to do I you don't have to do fitness, no, it's, it's totally a choice, but, you know, I'd, I'd recommend you to do it because, you know, it gives you the best eye, uh, you know, for me, it, 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 it keeps me disciplined and, uh, you know, I, I enjoy it, I enjoy the grind, I enjoy the, the struggle and for where I want to go in my life, uh, I need to be in top shape. I've got strong arm muscles. 
I have. Like, uh, like, I wonder why. No, well, both arms, mate. Like, like. Oh wow. Abnormally. Yeah, no, but well, I, I used to play. So I. So here's the thing. I used to play rugby many, many years back, and I was all right. Yeah. I played at Pilks, you know, and I had a bit, bit of time, sort of academy stuff and all that, but. Um, I think I've bizarrely made because I'm a big bloke now, but I've maintained my physique beneath that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I am still a very strong, like physically bullish person. So I'm still yeah. I'm still very strong. I'm just carrying weight, more weight. I had weight on then, but I'm more, you know, obviously far more weight now. Well, that's what you call a dad's bod then. Yes, yeah, so I'm still fit, aren't I? Yeah, why not? Yeah, cheers, I mean, Keith. <laughs> And that is official now. I, I am officially fit, according yeah. to Keith Mason. Um, so, what we're going to talk about today uh, is rugby blood. So, uh, as I understand it, you you had a, a you'd written a movie that was in development, and right. and you decided, which I, I'm amazed more people don't do this. By the way, because uh, I, I, I think this is a sound idea um, to uh, transfer that plot in part to a comic book in the first instance. Yeah. Uh, which yeah. came out relatively recently, the first part of that, which is kind of a prequel story, really. Okay. Origin story, isn't it? That's right, yeah. That's right. Um, and it's called Rugby Blood. That's it. Which is the first time that we're aware of that Rugby League has has crossed over into comics. Yeah, uh, obviously I did a bit of research and uh, realised there's never been a, a Rugby League comic uh, featuring superstars of the game, celebrities, uh, Joe Calzaghe, Adam Mills, uh, and you know, I wanted to obviously. I did the film with Mickey Rock a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, and knowing, knowing the entertainment business now, it takes a lot, long time to to uh, get a film up and running. So uh, I realised you have to crawl before you walk, and I did a bit of research. And I thought the comic would be a great idea to do. Yeah. And uh, it took a life on its own, really. You know, we launched last week, uh, uh, two weeks ago. My vision was to go to Betfred Super League and for Betfred to to, to, to endorse the comic and then uh, eventually go to Netflix, get the Netflix series done, and then do the film. Uh, you know, the first, the, my, my first quest, my first target has been completed, uh, which is launching it with Super League. Uh, I had to get Robert Elston, the new CEO, to buy into my vision, uh, and, you know, market these players as superheroes uh, on a world stage yeah. through a comedy. Now, do you, there's an interesting thing, to me, there's an interesting thing in the process of that, and I wondered, I, I think I already know the answer, to be honest with you, but do, do you approach things in your life that way? So do you approach things as, because you said the first stage of your dream is ticked off, so do, do you plan ahead in that sort of way? Is that how you put projects together? Yeah, I just think, you know, first and foremost, it all starts with hard work and, and, and having a vision. Uh, you know, Ruby Blood is kind of like like my Rocky, Sylvester Sloan's with Rocky, I've got Ruby Blood. Uh, and to come back to rugby league in this type of way, uh, you know, it's never been done before. I'm the first to do it, but not only that, I'm giving these players opportunities to be comic heroes, to potentially be a, a voiceover actor for the Netflix series, and then obviously uh, giving Tomad Hurl and Jermaine McGilvery parts in films in yeah. the Netflix series in a couple of weeks. Uh, so, you know, coming back in that sense, and, and uh, the thing is with rugby blood, it's all about. David King's about persevering and never giving up and overcoming obstacles and mm. you know I had to come over a lot of obstacles when I retired because any sportsman will tell you it's a very very difficult transition and you know I'm not saying everybody's going to be an actor and everybody's going to be a comic creator and everybody's going to go to the gym but if I can inspire people to just push on a little bit harder and realise that 
sport is just one chapter of your life and not your whole life, then I'm doing my job. Yeah. Well, I think that, do you know what? I think there's a truism to that, which is like beyond rugby league, but I think there's certainly a an unspoken interest in what does happen to professional sports people when they, you know, when, when their body, you know, can no longer perform in the same way as it as it could, you know, because it's a pretty short career, isn't it? In any sport, really, there's not many sports where you can carry on, say, into your fifties or whatever. Um, yeah. you, know, you know, it's invariably something that we you only tend to hear, I think, either the mega success stories. So, if we, in rugby league, we know of certain players who become top coaches and have done very well in coaching, the rest of it. But like a, a really tiny amount of people compared to how many there actually were. And then we hear about the ones who have fallen on very hard times, or whose life has gone off the rails, or you, you know, in, in some cases, to, you know, to the worst possible outcome. So you never really hear about the majority. I don't think about what the majority of players end up doing and how they progress beyond that career of, of kind of fame. You know, w- 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 certainly within the sport, to them being just punters then and you know and what, what they're doing how they live I'm always interested in how people just how they pull a wage after that you know I find that very interesting yeah yeah well you know I, I'm a testimony to it I went through every uh, struggle after I retired you know and I uh, you know I didn't I didn't kind of cope with a uh, civilised life I've done rugby league since I was six so when you retire and I retired on my terms I could have still kept playing but I did the film it gave me a new vision uh, and I wanted to pursue it, you know, and I've, and I've been working my backside off for the last five years uh, to break in, and, and now I'm getting opportunities, you know, uh, it takes time. Yeah. Anything, to do anything great, it takes a lot of time, but, you know, the, the, the rugby league players, you know, they do, they do not get paid enough money for them to retire and to be comfortable. So, you know, uh, for me, it was, a, it was an identity crisis, and, and it's really, really tough, but, you know, I've got a drive inside of me that, you know, I want to achieve great things in my life and mm. take care of my family and, and leave a mark and, uh, and you know, inspire people to do the same. And if I'm doing that, then I'm really living a true, truly pers- purposeful life. But it is very difficult. I, you know, I went through a struggle. I lost houses. I lost my car. Uh, you know, I went through a bout of depression. But I pushed through that. And, uh, you know, rugby blood is my comeback story, as in, you know, you can you can push on and you can have another career yeah. if, you've, if you've got a vision and dreams and every, a lot of people have ideas, but you've got to put work into that idea. And my idea became reality by uh, persevering and and, and, and and doing the deal and making the comic come to life. It's hard though, isn't it, man? It's that you know, there's that. So I I sort of I've been thinking about this quite a lot. This um this new venture for you and and, and how that works out and. And my memories of you as a player as well, I've been thinking about quite a lot. And because um, you were, you know, you were a, a solid member of that squad, but you you were in a squad that was full of what were superstars of the game. You had, you know, Wellens and Schoolthorpe and Long and, all, and Cunningham and all them sort of things. So uh, you, you were you were an absolutely important part of, of the squad and the team you were playing in. But I've thought about your journey, and the, you know, the, then you left Saints, and you won the, the Challenge Cup with Saints, and that brilliant 2004 final that um, yeah. was one of the best days of my life. So heaven knows how it was for you to actually be there on the pitch <laughs> and stuff. But you, you know what I mean, like all those highs and things, and 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 now you're relaunching, soft relaunch in in something that's completely alien traditionally to that career before, and yeah. and you're starting from a point. That most people who enter into entertainment start at 
in their twenties. You know, you know as, as young people. Yeah. So yeah. it's. Um, I think it. I think that, that's the compliment I'll pay you. Is I think it takes a hell of a lot of heart and a hell of a lot of um, uh, the, the right sort of ambition to to enter into a, a, a new career, even though there are links to your old one, it, it, that's yeah. hugely competitive, hugely difficult, but to not just sit and go, I think maybe one day, you know, you could have sat on your ass and waited as long as you wanted to go, well, I've got this film in development and one day that will happen. And it's like, well, one, it might not, and two, it's going to take a long time anyway. So yeah. in the meantime, y- yeah. you're cracking on with actually forging forward. I've, I've, I've nothing but respect and admiration for that, Keith. to you man genuinely and, and I wish you all the best with Rugby Blood I'm sure it's you know it, it's already been very successful I'm sure that'll continue as well and hopefully outside of Rugby League as well and you know it'll, it'll grow from there um, I really appreciate you taking the time today man to chat to us yeah cool guys uh, if you if you want to reach out to me uh, I'm on uh, Instagram uh, I thought you were going to give your phone Mason. number then <laughs> <laughs> I'm on uh, I'm on Instagram Keith Mason underscore official uh on Twitter, real Keith Mason, and Facebook is just Keith Luke Mason. Uh, but yeah, it's wonderful, guys. It's great to talk to you, and uh, it has been a lot of hard work. But you know, I'm a dream chaser. Uh, we've got one one shot in life, and I think everybody should uh, live their best life possible. I don't think we're here to do nine to five until we die. I think you know, if if you really want to be so, I think everybody's got talent. You just got to find that talent, and you've got to harness it, and you've got to give it your all. And, uh, it's too late for me, Keith. But I'm going to live vicariously <laughs> through you, if that's all right. Oh, well, you've got a face radio, mate. So. <laughs> uh, cheers, man. Have a good day. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Keith. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Keith Mason there. There we go, Prince with what's it? Soft and wet. Yeah. 
See that? That didn't. That then didn't sound like. That was his first ever single. Was it? Mm. Well, well done, Prince. What's he doing nowadays, Prince? What does he get I up think to? Sadly, he passed away, so he's not doing died, a lot. Is died. He? That's the best away. Why? It sounds pathetic. Does it? Yeah, he died. You died. He's dead. All right, he's dead. He's not doing a lot. Just dead. Right. Um, yeah. So I uh, then I wasn't ready at all, but I did. Yeah. I seamlessly went back into it. But now Jesus. by saying this, I have now revealed that I Ooh. wasn't ready at all. Because uh, oh, well. we're joined now by Mark Zamet. Hello. Hello, man, you're right. Are you on two? He's on two. I've got all the mics up apart from yours. They get flustered, didn't they? I'm I'm normally unflappable. Oh, yeah. Um, And we're talking about homeless ashes. Yeah, sorry, I, I love the conversation. I'm not dead yet, so it's all good. <laughs> yeah, 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 so we can ask you what yeah, you're up to. We're allowed to, we're allowed to talk to you. Yeah, yeah. Because you're not dead yet. You will die one day, though. Yeah, yeah. We all will, <laughs> won't we? It's awful. And then we can say, I'm not doing much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's true, yeah. If you die before me, which probably won't, but if you, if you do, I'll do a show where I say about, oh, you're not doing anything nowadays. <laughs> Just a special two hours. Oh, you've done that film, but, yeah, yeah, but now yeah. you're not doing anything nowadays. Yeah. But you were really busy, but now you're lazy because you're not doing anything. Because I'm just dead. Don't should, say passed away, I apparently. Sh- I should warn you, Mark, that a lot of guests that we've had on this show over the years have died. That's actually true. <laughs> as soon as I go out. They genuinely have. And uh, a handful of them, it was their last interview, and I'm not even joking. <laughs> uh, do you know what? They tended to be phone guests, I will say that. If you think uh, back. Oh yeah, well, yeah, we didn't drag them in. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't no, wheel them in on a bed. <laughs> I wonder what I screamed no, when I standing and laughed. <laughs> it's, it's true, that. It's genuinely true. Like, some really, really That's sad ones as well. two I can well. think of. Yeah, I can think of two. Chaz from oh, Chaz you're actually Dave. being serious. Yeah, oh, no, yeah, Steve yeah, Strange yeah. and Chaz from Chaz and Dave. Yeah. Oh, Lord help me. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Chaz from Both very sad indeed. You know. But hopefully you will survive long enough. Is your film out yet? Uh, it's not out. Uh, we are literally... So Homeless Ashes has just been sub- submitted to uh, 60 festivals okay. internationally. Um, and, yeah, we're just waiting to find out where we're going to have our worldwide premiere, UK premiere and uh, US premiere. Yeah. Uh, what's very exciting. It's very tedious. It's just like waiting for the snail to kind of go across yeah. the, the counter. But, yeah, so it's been something. Do you festivals. think that people, generally speaking, don't understand that? And don't, So the reason I, I ask is I, I am in the process, I'm in post-production at the moment of the film that I directed and I'm in. Yep. And I'm getting dragged into distribution meetings and all that sort of stuff. Things that I said before, I'm having nothing to do with that. You know, yeah, that's, yeah. Someone, that's a producer's it's, job, blah, blah, blah. Um, do you think people don't understand quite what a laborious, long and tedious process it is? It's... it's like hair lossing yeah tedious um, oh. but it's but it's fun this is the fun part because you spend so many so much time making it yet. I was thinking um, you've got quite long hair you don't want to be yeah, yeah. that do you mm. like, you won't be Rapunzel anymore you'd no. be like egghead I've gone, very, I've gone, short hair, I've gone really? very grey in the last sort of few weeks yeah oh. it's, it's a killer grey. it's yeah. a killer but it's 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 the fun moment where because the hardest the hardest part is getting the funds right. the easiest part is filming the the tedious and the suffering is is post production. You're just sitting there watching a film about a million times. You're like, oh my god, I'm bored of my own movie now. Mm. And then the hardest part is mentally is is selling the film because that one choice is going to predict what is going to happen for the film. Mm. So if you s- sign it to a distribution company that isn't that well established, and then you could have had a better sh- uh, distribution deal, then you're in a situation where you're like, oh gosh, I just made the wrong choice. Mm. Um, so for me, it's, it's, this is why we've taken it through the, f- through the festivals because this is when you kind of get the, the rave with the premieres because then you get all the reviews and then if you win awards or, or it does get selected into a, a very well-established uh, festival like Raindance or Sundance or, or TIFF or like a big festival, mm. then it literally pushes the volumes of the film up. So people go, okay, we need to take this film because mm. it's, it's got that 
qualified stamp on it that it's a good film. Do you think there's also a thing in in film production nowadays and the the, the the whole process of going through idea, make it, sell it, or idea of how you're going to release it now? Because I think it's not as simple. I don't think anymore as as that of get the funds, make it, sell it to a distribution company. You know, there's a lot of... And it's a, it's a consideration I think you have to take as an independent filmmaker where you go, well, should I sell this at any point? Should I sell it? Or do I go through the, the harder work, but potentially more rewarding in the long run, both financially and artistically, where you go, I'm going to retain ownership of this film and I'm going to retain um, the, the full control of this film. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just do harder work. Yeah, that's that's see, that's another thing. That's the blessing of um, the, the the generation that we live in now as well. Is you can distribute your own film. Yeah, you could submit this to Amazon. You could submit this to um, Netflix, mm. and hopefully Netflix will take it. You could stream it on Hulu and all of these different um, different streaming websites and VOD websites even iTunes yeah um, and obviously you have to look into the legal terms and like make sure that your film is um, certified by BBA, uh, BBFC because mm. obviously you can't you can't release a film legally without that but you can do that but in the same situation if if you do that you might only end up with a small amount of uh, turnovers mm. whereas if you actually give it to a distribution like someone like Fox Searchlight or uh, someone like Altitude that's quite very well uh, E1 Entertainment for example that are very well established in the industry mm. yeah you're not going to get the percentage uh, of obviously the overall um, how, can, how can I put it the overall uh, control over it but your film is going to get out there and you've got to think five years down the line rather than now Yeah. so five years I would say to myself okay if I give that to a big distribution company okay I'm not going to get uh, full control or I'm not going to see uh, the big percent of it but what I will get is my name out in the industry and yeah. being the underdog to watch if that yeah, makes yeah, sense yeah 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 totally so that's, that's the way that I kind of mentally and, what, and what, so what was your thinking so where did this all come from what was your thinking behind this where is, is this your first film this is my directional debut yeah. so you've directed it and you're in it now yeah. I would say so we can so we have a, a a thing in common here yeah yeah and I'll say from from my point of view and we'll hear yours I would never do that again no money in the world <laughs> would would ever persuade me to both direct and star in a film ever again I um I actually strangely enjoyed it. Well, then you're an idiot. <laughs> I am an idiot. Why, why would you idiot. not why, say first why you would never do because it? Because you can't. I, I am sure, and I, I presume you're you're one of these people. I'm sure there are people who can separate those things. Mm -hmm. I think it would have been easier to do that if my film was a scripted film. Mm -hmm. So I, I do think if I had a script and the scenes were it was like we're filming this scene, this scene, this scene today, I think that is a more possible way of doing it. Mm -hmm. But my film is essentially a documentary, so I'm going through director, 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 natural, natural, natural. Do you, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. So it's a very difficult, very difficult thing to separate. Okay. Yeah. And we were talking earlier on about being aggressive or being, you know, in certain controlling or bullying or whatever. Yeah. I think I was probably at my worst during that film because I just had nothing yeah. left, no niceties left. Right. It was just literally like, if I went, well, no, but why should I? I just go, just fucking do it. You just do it. Trust me, do it. Okay. It, 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 it got to yeah. that point. Well, were you ever yeah. like that on the set, Mark? Um, no, I wasn't actually. <laughs> just shouting on the set. Well, did, you you did you have a script? No, I, 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 I made no apology for it at all yeah, because yeah. I, I think if anybody could, and I don't think I can ever properly get over, mm. like when I'm describing it, 
how consuming it is and and how little time you have yeah mm. absolutely so, to the point absolutely. where you're like please is wasting time okay yeah. or saying well here's the thing here's <laughs> it you know that is wasting time that right. we simply don't have so how many members of the cast of your film are you still speaking to i'm not uh, speaking to any on mine i'm pretty much speaking to everyone okay to now, all <laughs> the fallout with all the crew i'm starting to think it was me no. but, it's, but do you know what it is, it is hard like look um directing and acting was one of the hardest things that i've done but what i learned was my limitations mm. as a as a human being not yeah. even just as an actor or, or, or as a creative artist and how I dealt with that because now when I come across other obstacles that may kind of block me I'm thinking this is nothing mm. I've directed and acted in a film and produced it and raised the funds myself yeah that that was the hardest mental part for me raising the funds okay and producing it that was hard to try and to because while I was directing and acting I still had my producer head on behind my behind my head if that makes sense is your budget secret by the way uh it's oh, i'm not i'm not afraid to tell uh, what the budget was but it's a hundred thousand okay uh, mm. so we raised a hundred hundred grand which is low yeah yeah really? very very low yeah. for for any film to yeah. be honest and um that is yeah it was it it did put me into a state of mentally going uh on a low point of my life mm. and i come i kind i came out of the project with anxiety and like li- loads of different uh, obstacles that was kind of blocking me as a person, but that was because I I pushed my limits to a point where I was on the peak of just like breaking down. Mm. Um, but I understood to myself, and I said this to my team: what I do love if, if I do direct a film and act in a film, um, I'm not going to give myself the main role. I'm okay. going to give myself a smaller role. My next film that I'm doing, I'm I'm not even in the film. I'm just directing it. Yeah. And I said to my uh, producer, I said, I'm just so glad that I'm actually just going to be focusing on the directing. Totally that. And yeah, not, yeah, not yeah. totally that. As well. I'd um, love to direct another film. Yeah, yeah. Like I really would. Yeah. And and I do feel like, like you say, now it would actually be, it would feel like it was a piece of piss. Yeah, now, yeah. Yeah. Because I know the the lows of the other side of it. Um, I think you're. I, I bet that happens. I bet you're yeah. doing. Like this is miles better way doing it. Yeah. Are you, so you're the lead in Homeless Ashes. I'm, I'm the. <laughs> I'm the lead. I, I bet. I basically. Is this a vanity project, Mark? <laughs> Are your parents thing. fucking livid about this? <laughs> <laughs> we told him to get a proper job. He's made a film. He's the star of it. He's directed it. <laughs> There's literally nobody else on the credits. <laughs> there you go, Mark. No, you've got Dad. Jason Fleming in it, I saw, who, yeah. who I've had on, not on this show, we've had him for. And he's, he's, well, I don't know what he's like to work with, but he's on interviews. Well, he won't know, he just does a walk on. He's in it for all two seconds. No, <laughs> no he's, he's brilliant. He's, Jason, yeah. Jason Fleming's brilliant. And. That, the reason why I, I decided to play the role, it was, it was so many different things because it relates to me in a lot of different ways where um, when I was young, I was from a very, very poor background. I lived okay. in a cancer estate and I knew all the situations of homelessness because I was surrounded by it every single day. Um, and it got to that point where I was thinking, I know how to tell this vision. I don't know how I can tell someone to play Frankie because I just know in my head how I need him to be. So that's what that's why I was just thought I'm gonna do it. <laughs> yeah. Here we go, my role. Don't have to pay anyone if I do it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here we go. Yeah. Um, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed playing this uh, character Frankie because there was a lot of personal things in my in myself that I was also releasing. It's like a he. It's like a self healing, really. Yeah, yeah. For me, what was what was quite um, quite emotional. But uh, one of my uh, friends who who I got advice from in the film, I sent him a screen. I said, "Look, can you just tell me what you think." And he he actually said he liked the film because what I did with my lead character is I actually gave myself less than everyone else and gave them the chance okay. to shine yep. in the film rather than myself. So I was just more of the listener 
rather than uh, the talker. But I presume that's valid within the story as well, though. Yeah, so yeah, that's, that's exactly, serving yeah. the whole of the actual film yeah, anyway, yeah. They, to, to do that. But yeah, you're, you're right. So for something that, again, I, I said Vanity Fair project yeah, very yeah. flippantly. <laughs> so I've got no clue if it is or not, to be honest. But um, for something that when someone's wrote, directed, start, you know, all that sort of thing, it would be an easy, lazy assumption to yeah, make. Yeah. Oh, look, they're, they're, they're doing their, it's their project that they're doing. They're just trying to shine. <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, I, yeah. I guess to have the, uh, the artistic chops to go, it'd be better if I don't say nothing here. Yeah. Or it'd be better if I don't, you know, rather than counting how many lines you've got or writing yeah, yourself yeah. more lines. Um, then you do get a true yeah. feeling that the person who's created this is serving the whole. Absolutely, is, yeah. And every, every day I went on the stage, I was hugging people, saying, How's, how are you doing? Are you okay? From the runners to everyone, I was like, are you are you happy? Yeah. Uh, with the actors, I was always like, okay, look, let's... let's I, I couldn't get more of a bus seeing people do such an amazing job with their roles. Yeah. And for me at the end of the day with this as well is is about trying to just tell the homeless story you know that was the most important thing for me um and i enjoyed it and it was just like i said before it's just for me this is showing that the generation that we live in that you can you can do this now like mm. a lot of people that want to be filmmakers you don't have to run around trying to find finance you can don't tell them <laughs> what? Oh, no. You need to tell them to go to drama school for a don't, really long time. Yeah. Learn, don't learn don't tell them. Film school. For two reasons. One, you don't need the competition. <laughs> and two, I'm annoyed that somebody told me. <laughs> right. I'm annoyed that somebody sold me that dream. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, you could just do it. Now, it was myself. I was like, well, why can't we do it? And just did it. Yeah. I'm annoyed that I ever thought that. <laughs> I wish I do. I'm like, why did I? <laughs> why did I do that? Why did I go? Oh yeah, you can just do it and then do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's painful. It's like painful. being told you'd probably survive if you jumped off that bridge. It's like, yeah, there's, there's no reason. Don't, just don't do it. Just, just do don't it. do it. Just, nah, just do don't. It, people do it. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it, mate. <laughs> Day job, mate. Nice this, is why, this is why people die after this show. <laughs> Yeah. I don't agree. I remove, I remove every enriching bone in their body. <laughs> every artistic heartbeat that keeps them alive, I just fucking decimate it and send them on the way. <laughs> Jump off that bridge. Do you know, like on uh, the, some of the Jeremy Carl, it's not anymore, they used to do after show counselling. Maybe we know that in the green room for no, guests after this show, yeah, yeah. just well, to well, take well, them next door and just well, go, I, right, I, I okay. I presume there are after show counsellors available now that Jeremy Carl's finished. Yeah, so well, we yeah, they're, they're about. Tap them up and see how fucking useless <laughs> they actually are. <laughs> um... So it's not, I've not even asked you what it's about. I mean, I presume it's about homelessness and what you said as well about homelessness and, and stuff. But what, so what is the conceit of the film? So my, um, my team actually tell me that I'm the worst person to describe a film, but okay. I'm going to try my best. Shall I, I can call your team. <laughs> David. Yeah. James. Um, no, it's, so it's about a young boy called Frankie who is um, suffering from uh, abuse at home from his right. parents. Uh, well, he's not the one that's being abused, but his mum is a victim of domestic violence. Okay. He ends up uh, standing up to this uh, this terror, uh, tragic moment that's going on, and he runs away from home, uh, ending up homeless. He's not educated where to go or where what support to get. He just ends up on the street, gets tackled in by the wrong the wrong people. Um, like for example, uh, Viv, who's this junkie, and Lee Ryan, who's uh, not Lee Ryan. Sorry, Lee, Lee Ryan. Ryan. You're not Lee Ryan from Blue. Yeah. No, no, no. no. Awful. Oh. Lee Hunter. Lee awful. Hunter. Isn't it awful that Lee Ryan is? <laughs> so, <laughs> so you so said yours was well. scripted. Yours. This sounds like it's a documentary yeah, of some it does. sort. So, <laughs> so, 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 so he gets corrupted by a bit of Blue. <laughs> 
<laughs> this character oh. called Ryan by the reason why because the character's called Ryan yeah. but it's being played by a character called Lee uh, by an actor called Lee Hunter so Lee Hunter is playing Ryan look, look, no, you can see no the combination one, no one is <laughs> believing be this it. now everyone now thinks you've just given away a major spoiler from your film because Lee Ryan clearly appears a in a cameo it's a surprise w- walks around the corner at one yeah. point he's like oh look he's in it as well it's loosely based on Lee Ryan the life story of Lee Ryan I think this film he then goes in a pub and Lee Latchford Evans is in there <laughs> <laughs> steps then you, have, then you have Lee Evans also H is the barman fucking love it it's like a musical it's just full of former boy band Jason, stuff where's Jason Orange <laughs> come in we need Jason Orange in it too please I know, jo- uh, Jason Orange left before they started shooting yeah. <laughs> um, do you know what at the weekend when I was with, John, with, with Vegas at the yep. rugby and there's a player called Louis McCarthy Scarsbrook. Did you see it? I saw he called him Louis Walsh. Fuck didn't he? me! Yeah, 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 and he yeah. knows Louis, right? Like yeah. Louis McCarthy Scarsbrook. But really he tried well. to make out he did it on purpose, didn't he? And after the, the match, video. he did. And I was yeah, like, yeah. "Don't try and make out you yeah. did it on purpose." After oh, the match, wow. we were shouting down to him on the pitch, and he looked up and he did because he did, he's doing the bowls as he was, and he did a bowling thing, and we were trying to get him to do that again so we could film it. And Vegas shouted, Louis, Louis, Louis Walsh. <laughs> and he meant it. I was like, that's not Louis fucking Walsh. <laughs> and he was, he, oh, he was mortified. Yeah. He was, he was mortified that he actually called him Louis, Louis Walsh. Walsh. No, not just called it, shouted at him on yeah, the show yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah. So it's easy done. I will shout, <laughs> go on, Lee back, Ryan, back. Though, the premiere. I'll just come screaming out for Lee Ryan. Just just, <laughs> just get get up with yeah. like 10 minutes ago and say, well, Lee Ryan's clearly not fucking in this. <laughs> I was lied to. <laughs> unless he's like well, fucking... Lee Ryan. <laughs> unless he's the bloke, unless he's Kaiser Sose at the end of it, then it's not... <laughs> Oh, um, <laughs> so were you done? Were you done with your explanation? Or do you want no, to, no, do you want I, to I, expand? I could, I could, uh, I could expand it. Yeah. Um, so he runs away from home, and and he's basically just fighting the terrors and trying to survive and grow up on the streets. Yeah. And I obviously played a, a older version of of Frankie, and then he, uh, it's it's kind of about all the people that he meets that are okay. in the same situation as him. A bit like Forrest Gump, the journey you don't know really where, where it's really going to lead with. A slash one through of the cuckoo's nest with all these different characters, yeah. and then he just—I don't want to make any spoilers from there, but yeah, that's pretty much the film. I mean, from the way you've been speaking so far, I'm surprised you don't pay all the other characters as well. I was, ex- <laughs> I was expecting you to just describe to me Nutty uh, Professor Two, the clumps, <laughs> 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 and I'm his mum. <laughs> and I'm his mum at the end. I've got a fat suit. I play his dad. <laughs> Uh, I know we're making light over something that sounds yeah. like it's a kind of a serious thing. I played a younger Frankie with my head just yeah. on a little body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just do it with a cut out face of a baby. <laughs> <laughs> just start bollock naked. <laughs> um, well, I'm a, 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 as I always say in these scenarios on the show, you wouldn't know, but I, I do. When I, I, I talk to anyone about independent films and things that they've created out of nothing, out of scratch, and that I can't, like, I can't respect it, you know, more than I do, and and, and, and especially now knowing the realities of that you yeah. know and, and and knowing what that's like so i, I you know I, I wish you all the luck in the world with it man you know the, you. The, the whole thing with these things is like almost regardless of content i've not seen the film and regardless of content i'm like no i want it to do well i don't care if it's good or not in, in my eyes do you know what i mean it's like yeah, yeah. because heart's gone into this this isn't just the yeah, studio yeah. have gone uh will you write us the fourth spider-man it's like you know it's not like that yeah, you know yeah. it's there's fucking more to this sort of thing yeah. um so i wish you all the best with it Thank you so it's much. called homo sashes when is it re- what, you don't know about the release yet you're in distribution well we're going to and we're also going to afm 
in November. So that's when we will pretty much find out yeah, okay. what distribution we're going to sign with or who we're going to sell the film. But at to. some point, I guess, with probably within the next twelve months, this film yeah, will emerge yeah. in some in, so, yeah. in some way. It will, it, will, yeah. it will come somewhere. So keep an eye out for Homeless Ashes. Um, it's been honestly a, a pleasure chatting to you. We're Thank out you. of time. Mm. That's way. fine. This has been, I think, the heaviest show we've ever done. It's been a weird show, isn't it? Yeah. I'm going to go and see Lee Ryan now. <laughs> and you and you. Make sure you pop into the councillor next door before you go. Do you know what? Even the way he was talking, I could tell that he knew him deep down. How well did you know Lee Ryan? I don't know. Was Lee Ryan the one I saw in pants Was probably. that Lee Ryan? Yes, I'm going to say oh, yes. I probably. I don't know. What they called out of blue? Anthony Ma- Costa, Simon right. Webb, and Duncan. I think it was Simon, oh, Webb. Simon Webb. Okay. Played Aladdin. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. He sang a blue song <laughs> on his own. <laughs> And I liked the idea that all of Blue were all in panto. Separate pantos. Separate pantos, and then yeah. it written into their contract that at exactly the same time every night they all had to sing that song. <laughs> <laughs> so that if you're live linked, they were singing it together. <laughs> together. Oh, no, nice, Thanks for joining us. We'll see you again next week. Drop. You've been listening to a FUBAR Radio podcast. For more information, go to foobarradio.com.